0: Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo Skag3 whoever he is Get
1: your porn first, just to
3: say all this UFO talk has the tinfoil hatters going wild.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Including Green Bay Whack Packer, Aaron Rodgers, who offered this hot take on the Pat McAfee Show. I, I believe that this has been going on for a long time.
0: Interesting uh, timing on everything. There's a lot of other things going on in the
3: world. Did you hear about the Epstein client list uh, about to be released, too?
1: What's that? What are you talking about? Oh, my God, bro.
3: Serious? There's some files that are, have some names on it that might be uh, getting released pretty soon. Oh. Oh. <laughs> might be time to revisit that concussion protocol, Aaron. That's...
1: I doubt it. You are fake news. <laughs> oh my God, that is funny. Very fake news. It's not against the law, Ho. Fuck you.
3: Fuck around and find out.
1: Fed. Fed.
3: Fed. 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 All right, America. Go to the YouTube right now.
2: Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. (laughs) Congratulations to both of you. You're awesome.
3: All right, go, go. In five, four, three. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. I'll write it and we'll do it live.
0: Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the very best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is The Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. I didn't know they gave you a speaking spot at CPAC. They did. Yeah. Yeah. I heard somebody called for the transgender genocide. I thought, yeah. Why wasn't I invited? They invited blonde, but not me.
2: They did. Yeah. That, that was actually uh, I almost said Matt Walsh helped me out.
0: What do you mean? Oh, you're talking about Michael Knowles.
2: There it is. Yeah. I uh, Pro- totally mischaracterized what he said. I've been angrily tweeting about it today.
0: <laughs> Properly. Yeah. We want to credit the, the man calling for transgender genocide over the weekend. Um, Pretty clearly states on the stage, we must eradicate transgender ideology from the public sphere, but is accused of calling for the eradication of transgender people over the weekend.
2: Yeah, he really bitched out on that one.
0: Didn't he? <laughs> wow, what a pussy. Uh, <laughs> I, I think his, his critics are deliberately victimizing themselves, of course, but I also think there's something sincere in that they reject that transgenderism is or can be just an ideology. I really do think these people believe that the ideology and the, the state of transgenderism, being a transgender person, are inseparable things. And right. that's what a lot of the pushback uh, has been um, talking about on Twitter throughout he the was last
2: unrecognizable time. at CPAC. I was like, who is this? Did you recognize him? I was like, he looks
0: exactly is- the same every single time I've ever seen him
2: brown and no glasses i didn't even oh, it recognize. was the
0: glasses thing that threw you off
2: i don't know i just saw them and i was like who the fuck is that huh huh maybe well,
0: i'm wrong um remember uh remember crazy mary poppins disinformation lady speaking of people you may have forgotten
2: oh yeah she disappeared for a while
0: nina Jankowicz. she's back uh begging for money to sue fox news for defamation of course the case has no chance but uh she also just wants your money. Good for her. She has a son now, so it's not just for uh, cat litter and uh, wine. She needs the money for <laughs> legitimate purposes, potentially besides suing Fox news. Right. Uh, plus of course I buried the lead, but this week uh, we hosted the much requested razor fist to talk about his, uh, his recent video, Abraham Lincoln, American dictator in which he argues Lincoln is improperly idolized as the great emancipator. Uh, in fact, Uh, According to Razor Fist, he was a power grabbing tyrant serving nothing more than the power grab itself. Agree or disagree. The dude knows his stuff. I was I was amazed when he told us during the interview that he doesn't script his videos.
2: I couldn't believe it. Yeah, that's a lot of uh, citations
0: to remember. So we'll play back some segments of that conversation that we had on Blonde's channel in the second hour of the show. Plus, of course, we'll catch up with your super chats in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show, because we are no good low-down money grabbers, of course. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show for as little as a buck a month over on the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. We also have show merchandise for sale on the site. Plus, we have offers from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends at Western Razor Company. Most razors sold today are made in China by global conglomerates that hate you. Well, not anymore. The High Noon Safety Razor from Western Razor is made in America with all metal, no plastic, long-lasting construction and uses widely available double-edged razor blades that only cost pennies each. Safety razors were used by just about every man in America back in the 50s and the 60s, until the big razor companies figured they could make more money selling you disposables and signing you up for endless subscriptions. But the safety razor has always been the superior method for a better shave at a lower long-term cost. And Western Razor has launched new products for 2023. You can now buy U.S.-made blades straight from Western Razor. There's a fine leather razor cover Uh, As well for protected travel and storage. And now the High Noon Razor is available in exotic limited edition plating options, including gold, rose gold, and dark ruthenium. So shave better and less expensively and support American manufacturing when you pick up a Western Razor. Get 10% off your entire order using promo code MAT10. That's promo code MAT10 for 10% off everything from Western Razor. You can find everything you need from Western Razor plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses like Hero Soap Company, Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more. That's at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals, deals by listeners, for listeners. Also had uh, yet another meetup in Melbourne. They just never quit, you know. But uh, it was Jeffrey's birthday. So happy birthday, Jeffrey. Glad to see everybody uh, enjoying some time together, I guess they went and, and played oh, darts.
2: Oh, I thought they were playing. Of... They were bowling.
0: No, no, well, maybe they have that too, but it, I guess they were playing darts at some kind of gaming establishment. But uh, they were apparently a team of Nicks playing darts, and yes, uh, Nick Gurr played. The, apparently, this establishment allowed Mister Gurr to participate, and I I didn't know this. Nick Nick Ayers h-e-i-r-s nick airs a whole team of (laughs) nicks i I don't know which nick won it's probably in the email but i missed it
2: dedicated
0: anyway a happy happy birthday jeffrey uh congratulations (laughs) to each and every nick on the team and of course uh if you would like to meet fellow nicks in your area listeners of the show who you may befriend and become nick at a local gaming Mm -hmm. establishment you can find that information on the community page of the website mattchristensenmedia.com slash community uh, we have uh, all of our listener information there and of course if you do have a listener meetup send us a picture we appreciate it all right uh, moving into the news uh, gone too soon you know i didn't even realize her mayoral tenure was even at risk
2: I but gonna yes miss her. what about the laws well, What? About the laws?
0: yeah great laugh factory lori lightfoot affirmative action beetlejuice was ousted okay. as mayor of chicago in tuesday night's election She's eliminated because she didn't even come in second, actually. She came in third, and now the top two candidates advance to a runoff without her. Before we discuss any further details, we have to pay tribute to an incredible four-year run of cringe. Never forget the Rona Destroyer Halloween costume. Never forget the bribes of cash to get vaccinated. She had a vaccine lottery. Get the shot, and you might win a bag of cash from the city of Chicago. (laughs) We will remember... Lori lightfoot
1: oh no this month this is the worst september for murders in chicago since the 90s well i've addressed this issue many times but i'll repeat myself for amy's purposes
3: yeah you, you stupid bitch a photo surfaced of the mayor with a hairdresser, but she appeared to ignore social distancing.
0: I'm the public face of this city. I take my personal hygiene very seriously,
1: and so I got a haircut. As a woman of a color, as a, a lesbian, I started a long overdue conversation about diversity. That she did. Oh.
0: And she's not done talking about diversity either. As far as uh, who will fill these gigantic, cringy shoes, the race is now between Paul Vallis and Brandon Johnson. Vallis is a former superintendent of Chicago Public Schools. Uh, Johnson is a member of the Cook County Board of Commissioners. Both are Democrats. The runoff election is April 4th. Lori Lightfoot will be out of office in May. Now, of course, Lori Lightfoot is blaming the very traits that assuredly brought her into office for now costing her the office, being a black lesbian at her concession speech on Tuesday night, a reporter asked Lightfoot if she believed her race and gender contributed to her loss. And she said, uh, Oh, here's the quote. She said, uh, I'm a black woman in America. Of course, uh, is what she said. So, um, I guess, uh, (laughs) I guess in in her election in 2019, when she also ran against another black chick who Chicago voters voted for because they hate black chicks so much, they voted for two black chicks to run against each other. She then won 73 percent of the vote in 2019 to become the mayor. That's how much Chicago voters hate black chicks. Um, But, uh, you know, in fairness to Lori Lightfoot, I was thinking about this. It's very possible that Chicago voters looked at her four year tenure as mayor and they thought, you know, indeed that's enough black chicks for now we're gonna we're gonna move on we've had our fill
2: that sounds and, believable. yeah
0: <laughs> i suppose if anybody was gonna convince you to move away <laughs> from the demographic it might be Lori lightfoot although you know she's not on the level of some but Lori lightfoot might need a testicle check too i'm not convinced we're dealing with pure biological female here
2: oh that's standard dyke
0: right you think then. so oh okay. yeah, yeah all right well if you say so you're the expert on these things mm. I still don't fully understand exactly what is going on with the uh, the the big T tyranny teacher in uh, in Ontario. And when I say that, I mean, not just the circumstances of what's going on with the school, but but what he actually claims that he is, biologically speaking.
2: Okay, yeah. So he got caught not wearing his costume. Uh, And I don't know how we missed this quote, but this is from Ms. Kayla. Lemieux. Is that how you say it?
4: I think so, yeah.
2: Himself. Shimself. I can't tell you who that is. This is after getting caught, that picture of him looking like Eddie Izzard, just like not in drag. Yeah, just a regular guy bring... walking around. Yeah, Regular guy. I don't want to bring anyone else into this. So he's suggesting that somebody else that's pictures. <laughs> but it wasn't me. I don't want that person being thrown all over the media. This is who I am. This is how I look. You've been talking to people in my building and what they're telling you is harsh and untrue. Hmm. I'm always going out looking the way I am. I don't know how we missed that quote, but he's straight that, up saying like that dude's someone else.
0: Well, last we talked about this was I think two weeks ago. And he said this to the New York post right after the New York post published these uh, photos of him walking around that he says, aren't him. That story came out an hour or two before we went live. So we didn't see it. Oh, at the time. okay. Okay.
2: Yeah. I was like, I haven't been doing my due diligence. Um, When asked if her appearance ever differed from the way she looked at the time, Lemieux told the Post, I guess if I took my wig off or took my makeup off, but I would still have breasts. You can't hide them.
0: You definitely can't (laughs) hide these. These gigantomastias or whatever they're called.
2: So Then he claimed that he has a rare condition called gigantomastia and that XX chromosomes and hormone sensitivity to estrogen played a role. In being born an intersex person, growing extra large breasts. So the way he pivoted on this one was like those pictures were somebody else, and these, these are not prosthetics; these are my natural
0: breasts. <laughs> and you can see why he did because the second it's been demonstrated that he's he's doing some sort of ruse, now he's moved, and uh, now right. he's he's his relationship with the school is severed, or he's not a teacher anymore.
2: He's not a teacher anymore. Yeah. So when challenged to provide a diagnosis to support the natural grown breasts assertion, Lemieux said, the diagnosis is based on verbal discussions I've had with my doctor. I never requested a note or letter of these findings. Um, And he also said, I don't think women in general have a formal diagnosis of their breast size. Now I'm being asked to provide proof. I really don't know how to help you with that. So anyway, uh, yeah, no longer teaching at Oakville Trafalgar high school. They put out some, the school board up, uh, put out some ridiculous statement. Well, not currently on active assignment. The teacher remains employed at the school. Oh, and then okay. This, so not fired. They put out some, he's on paid leave, I believe. And then okay. this diversity guy came out to talk about like people's gender expression or whatever. Right. But I think this is smart. Once he got caught not wearing it, this was the only thing he could do.
0: Well, uh to be clear on the school's apparent position, mm-hmm. it was fine to look this way, to do this ridiculous sexualized presentation in front of the high school kids he was teaching.
2: But only if it's real.
0: It, the problem is that it wasn't authentic. The, the giant <laughs> Z sized boobs. That's not the problem. The problem is he was apparently insincere mm-hmm. in his boob presentation.
2: Correct. Yeah, that's right.
0: But you wonder now, I, I, Obviously, he's doing some kind of troll bit, but the sincere part of this, he's got to say that's not me. I am sincere because I assume he's he's trying to set up some kind of lawsuit. He's trying to say I was discriminated against that. He wants this sort of punishment so that he can follow up with some kind of legal route to make his final point.
2: I think he's screwed. I don't really think he's going to have a legal avenue now that he you know, he he fucked up. He should have just been doing everything in his life. Dressed like this, he didn't commit to the bit enough. That's uh, and and now he's. I'm sure his back, back hurts
0: in, in 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 his defense, though. Uh, obviously, as as we've discussed many times, because I know whenever we talk about this, it gets a little controversial. Rightfully so. Uh, you yes, the answer is we don't want any of this in front of the kids. There's a this is bad. The school should have stopped this the first day that it happened, but. There is a point to be made that they didn't. I mean, look how insane the school district is because they didn't. And and if the school district dies on their own sword, yeah, then there is something to be gained out of that. It's not to say, That's great, true. Uh, let's applaud sexualized performances in front of kids. It's just to say that, that the people who would enable this exact sort of thing, if, maybe if a few degrees less ridiculous than this, they need to be held accountable through some method. This is a, a rather unconventional method of achieving that, but he will expose. No, this
2: is excellent. Yeah. Um, well, he will now. If he actually did get the settlement, he would have to commit to the bit for life. But since it's looking like that's probably not going to happen, now he can talk about it. Hmm. Silver lining. Silver lining. Well, live chat get... is saying, why didn't he just say he was gender fluid?
0: Yeah, there you go. And that's the thing. If the court is going to reject some kind of lawsuit that he brings, well, who the hell are they? Who the yeah. hell are they to say what his gender identity is? He's got to make that point. And I know, I I don't know this, the details of Canadian law, but they have their human rights tribunals or whatever. They have, they have, uh, as far as I understand, they have articulated rights that are much stronger on this front than say, uh, the U S does, but our yeah. Canadian friends might be able to inform me better on that. Cause I'm not, <sighs> you, you know, who we got to talk to is uh, Viva Fry. He, he, yeah, he probably totally. knows the ins and outs of. Uh well I'm not gonna say ins and outs in this context, but he probably knows the details of the legal landscape in this case. Anyway, uh we will continue to update the story where updates become available. Anything else on uh the Big T Tranny Teacher front? Nope. Okay. Well, I mentioned it a few minutes ago, but uh Recall former would be disinformation governance board chair Nina Jankowitz, who we never really got. She, she was a here and gone so quickly. I never got a proper nickname. I think the best I had was Nina Janky, bitch, which was terrible. <laughs> no, and, and then there was scary poppins. I've heard a lot of other yeah. people use that one, which is a reference to her rendition of uh, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious to explain, of course, the dangers of disinformation. Well, Nina has really been out of the public eye for the better part of a year since the resignation, her resignation from that job last May. And I guess she took the criticism to heart and she did exactly what her critics, yourself included, would advocate. She went away and she had a baby. In fact, I think she was pregnant at the time. So it's not as though she quit and then got pregnant. I'm, I'm pretty sure she was already pregnant. But anyway, Great job. You went away and you had a baby. That's much appreciated.
2: Then you came back.
0: Yeah, that's where the, the mistake is happening. Uh, Nina emerged this week with a video to announce that she's trying to sue Fox News for defamation. And she needs you to send her cash for it.
4: My name is Nina Jankowitz. I'm asking for your financial support of a lawsuit I want to bring against Fox News for their malicious, reckless lies against me. And I've always been an advocate for free expression. The main thesis of my work is we can't fight disinformation simply by removing content or restricting speech. After my position was announced, Baseless claims that the board was an Orwellian Ministry of Truth and I was President Biden's chief censor spread. I quickly started receiving violent threats as a result of this coverage. I was weeks away from becoming a mom. She was the chief of spreading disinformation and now she's the victim? She can dish it, but she can't take it. She got a couple of mean tweets. In addition to the <laughs> deferral of my dream of serving my country, I've lost something irreplaceable peace with my son during his first year in the world so please donate what you can and share this with anybody who believes
2: in fighting for the truth man she's got a case of lower face ugliness like nobody i've ever seen
0: (laughs) lower face ugliness
2: just put your thumb over her lower face that's an okay looking Mm -hmm. woman yeah
0: Yeah, she probably benefited from masks a lot i
2: think she did yeah Yeah. yep totally Uh, that's why she wants us all to wear masks
0: she's a huge talking about Uh, well, depends which angle you take. I have 20 bullet points on this. Something like that. Anyway, she's a big free speech advocate, of course, unless you speak critically about her efforts, not just to be a private citizen or something, just to send her a DM and say, hey, you stupid bitch, I'm glad you left. and We haven't heard from you for a year. No, no. She's going after people who wanted to criticize her efforts to control information and viewpoints while collecting a government paycheck to do it. Okay. If you offer a negative opinion in what is the purest form of First Amendment protected speech, well, then free speech principles disappear and the lawsuit clause come out. And if you're curious, so far, her GoFundMe on this uh, project has raised a pretty modest $13,000. And if you read the comments, many are contributions from critics hoping that she brings the lawsuit just to embarrass herself further. The comments are not polite on her own GoFundMe. She, of course, disabled comments on the YouTube post of that video that we just saw. Right. And unless she has something else here now, granted, this is a brief five minute video. It's not the full extent of a lawsuit. But you, you think you'd show some of the best examples of what you have. There is nothing actionable here. She is a public figure, a government official at the time. Every statement she provided is pure opinion. No lie about fact whatsoever. Remember, the legal standard for defamation against public figures is actual malice. She needs to show that these people at Fox or anyone else she wants to sue, that they made false statements knowing that they are false, or at least with reckless disregard for whether they are true. Nina has not shown that. She's just showed people calling her names, which is plainly First Amendment protected. Indeed, the spirit of the First Amendment to give the finger to a government official. Yeah. And so she links these mean messages that she's received to Fox without any clear link. I'm sorry that someone called you a stupid bitch on Twitter. You can't blame the people at Fox for that unless you can show me that Fox encouraged these threats, which you can't. And if you can't, it's irrelevant, at least to Fox. And there's just something so rich. The the irony of a government agent trying to erode your First Amendment rights and then suing you and by which I she'd come for anybody she could. But in this case, it's Fox. She deserves a big bird costume for what she did. She was given the benefit of going away and being a mom and that wasn't good enough. So she has to come back yeah. and try to get people part of her claim to victimhood is, Oh no, I'm under congressional investigation. Jim Jordan is coming after me. Good.
2: Whose fault is that? The
0: That's least Fox news fault. The I least, like how their quote
2: from Fox news is totally reasonable. Like she can dish it and she can't take it. That's yeah, the, exactly she, her problem. Yeah.
0: She puts stuff in her own video. That is correct. That makes her look like an idiot. Uh, Oh, no, you have to appear before a congressional committee. Yeah, uh, your attempt, at least on its face, it appears as though you were trying to undermine the First Amendment. The least you can do is show up and answer a few questions to the people's representatives about that. I want to know how much it costs to produce this video. All right. Uh, it, It looks like she hired some studio or production team. Couldn't that money finance your lawsuit, Nina, or... Maybe you just think that when you put the money in the production first that you get a better return, which is probably true. I'm sure it probably didn't cost her $13,000 to make that video. But is this really about the lawsuit or is this about the return? Uh, last thing I want to say, and, and these are there's probably more to the themes that that I expect you might have something to say about. Where the hell is her husband? Okay,
2: Yeah, for real.
0: Because I, I agree. Your priority should be being a mom. That's great. You shouldn't subject yourself to this sort of online scrutiny. So don't just stop. Focus on your son. Focus on your family. Where is dad to stop this nonsense? Because this lawsuit has a zero percent chance to win. It is just a pathetic cash grab for a little extra diaper and formula money. And her husband is the one who should be truly embarrassed. Allowing.
2: Why why isn't he monitoring her Internet? uh, You know what she's doing on the Internet? like a child
0: (laughs) just turn the internet off you don't need anymore
2: yeah really Um, i asked my husband today if i can have nick fuentes on my channel and he was like no don't (laughs) do that you're not gonna do that
0: (laughs) well rules are rules principles are principles but but he's allowing his family his infant son to be used as a begging prop for the provision of his family get a job tell your wife to shut the hell up this is a completely embarrassing attempt to try to finance your family's future by cashing in on victim bucks because your wife failed in her mission to victimize the American people. Be a man. Stop this absurdity. Provide for your family on your own. I don't even know who her husband is. I'm looking into it right now. But I have, I have right such now. disdain for this guy.
2: Like, how are you allowing this? He's a pussy, right?
0: You, you find it.
2: But to uh, man.
0: to allow this embarrass to, to allow your son to be used as some kind of prop because your wife is a ridiculous tyrant and you want to cash in with your son's innocence, this is embarrassing to say the least.
2: I'm with you.
0: And he's got to put a stop to it.
2: Uh, it looks like he, from a rudimentary search, it looks like he's anonymous. Hmm. Live chat, let me know. I guarantee this is some like. AOC, ginger, pussy, boyfriend, sit, husband situation.
0: Anyway, did you have any uh, other defamation against Ms. Jangowitz that you'd like to offer?
2: No, I mean, the thing about the internet is you, you have to take all comers, you know? Like, you just have to expect that um, everybody's going to attack you online, especially if you're saying stuff like this. Uh, you yeah. can't blame the internet. It's the nature of the internet. She literally screenshot something from 4chan. <laughs> if you can't look at what people are saying about you on 4chan and laugh about it, like you have no business being on the Internet. Yeah,
0: The Internet's just not for you.
2: It's not for you. And, no. and
0: I'll emphasize I know everyone knows, but there is a key distinction here. It It's a step beyond even you or me or anyone else on the Internet seeing someone saying something mean on 4chan about us. None of us are government officials with mm-hmm. some sort of oversight right. over speech. Now, right. she disputes the characterization of censor. But I'll grant that point and say you're you're still a government official in some sort of position of speech oversight, speech management. And then you're going to act like you're so offended that people are unkind toward you when you at least implicitly threaten their First Amendment right. Sorry, lady. That's a pretty hot kitchen to step into. The real kitchen, I think, uh, is a better a better place for you. Maybe not. I don't know. Seems more suited. What the hell? How did I end up being the most sexist one out of this? I'm, here I thought. Here I thought you had uh, some real,
2: some well, real zingers You covered everything. It. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I mean, what do I? What do I even say about this? Yeah, I mean, uh, she deliberately married somebody that like wasn't going to be able to rein her in because they needed her financially. No. Yeah, maybe that's m- the situation. Masculine man is going to marry this woman. Look at her jaw.
0: I suppose. Maybe. Maybe you figured it out. You can't even tell her to go have a baby. She already took care of that.
2: And now we're stealing those, that peace with her son.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. By by calling her a stupid bitch on the internet, she can't have peace with her son. My God. Anyway, more to come from Nina, I'm sure, as this story develops. There's no lawsuit yet, just to be clear. She's collecting the money in preparation to file a lawsuit. So Here's a we'll,
2: twist. She's actually married to Jimmy Kimmel.
0: Uh, maybe. And, and one of those pieces of disinformation that Nina Jankowitz might have gotten under control is explanation of maybe what happened to Jeffrey Epstein, other than he definitely killed himself when the guards were away and the cameras were off. And there's nothing to see here at all, so don't ask about it. In fact, any curiosity about uh, Epstein and specifically Epstein associations that makes you a tinfoil hatter, this according to part-time late-nine comic, full-time big pharma and big government shill Jimmy Kimmel, who roasted Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers this week for having the curiosity about who may be on a list of Epstein clients that may be released
3: soon. Needless to say, all this UFO talk has the tinfoil hatters going wild, including Green Bay Wack Packer Aaron Rodgers, who offered this hot take on the Pat McAfee show.
0: I, I believe that this has been going on for a long time. Interesting uh, timing on everything. There's a lot of other things going on in the world. Did you hear about the Epstein client list uh, about to be released too?
1: What's that? What are you talking about?
0: There's some files
3: that have, have some names on it that might be uh, getting released pretty soon.
4: Oh.
3: Mm. Oh. <laughs> might be time to revisit that concussion protocol, Aaron. That's- <laughs>
0: So uh, Kimmel on the Epstein list confirmed.
2: Do government officials just like give him jokes to read?
0: (laughs) Nina Jankowicz is his writer, I think. Yeah. Um, Reminder that Epstein was arrested on sex trafficking of minors charges in July 2019. His helper, of course, Ghislaine Maxwell, was convicted on sex trafficking charges in 2021. Seems likely that Epstein had something of an appetite himself, but... Given the volume and the associations, uh, the question of trafficking for whom is certainly a relevant one, uh, unless you're Jimmy Kimmel and you see no importance to uh, to the question of who may have sexually abused children. Draw your own conclusions about why Kimmel may think that. Or uh, listen to Packers tackle David Bakhtiari, Bakhtiari, who responded to this clip of Kimmel saying, quote, tell me you're on the Epstein client list without telling me. You're on the Epstein
2: client (laughs) list. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, um, I'm sure you saw the news about uh, the Energy Department saying it was a lab leak. Yep. On Monday, the Wall Street Journal reported, yes, the U.S. Energy Department has concluded with, quote, low confidence that COVID-19 was indeed a lab leak from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, citing a classified report. According to the Journal, the Energy Department joins the FBI. In saying the virus likely escaped from the lab, four other intel agencies say it was natural origin, and two others are undecided. Which means we have almost fully realized the prophecy. We have government agencies now stating openly that they believe it was lab uh, it was lab origin. The virus we know the National Institutes of Health uh, was giving grant money to the lab at least indirectly. So we're only a step away from the truth that the entire thing was an intentional release and you paid for it at the direction of Dr. Fauci himself. We are inches away.
2: So close. Do you think we'll ever get there?
0: Yeah, I, I think we might. <laughs> I actually think we might. Uh, but if you want some testimony to that effect, on Monday, Chinese virologist Dr. Li Meng Yan appeared on Tucker's show to say that she believes... Tucker Carlson, that is to say that she believes it was an intentional release by the Chinese government, something she's been saying since uh, at least September 2020.
4: I'm the scientist working in such lab using coronavirus. And I can tell you, based on the print uh, protocol and also the other uh, surveillance uh, system, it will be impossible for the lab leak accidentally happened in such lab and caused the Wuhan outbreak and also the pandemic.
3: You believe the whole thing, they came up with this virus and they unleashed it on the world to destroy the Western economies and to elevate their own position globally.
4: I would say, based on the evidence and the source I have, that the lab, uh, the uh, virus was intentionally brought out of this strict lab and released in the community. Uh,
2: okay, there's no way that it's impossible for a virus to escape a lab. Impossible. I was, I was just
0: thinking she sounds like you doing an impression of a Chinese I
2: know! <laughs> it's like you're, you're too Chinese. Like- That's enough we've had (laughs) enough it's racist
0: (laughs) no i get what you're saying that there's no way it's impossible but um, practically unlikely i'm sure she's saying
2: yeah but why do they infect their own people
0: well if you if you buy into the full tinfoil the full the full conspiracy theory here that that you know that it's something that is highly unlikely to have significantly damaging effect on healthy people and as long as it is has some level of biological reality, you can drum up the fear necessary. So whether you believe this was intentional or not, it, I, I think it to me, it's undeniable that it works to China's benefit. You, you harm the American economy. You provide the pretext to upend an election, to oust a hostile American president. You get a new puppet guy in and you scare everybody into compliance with whatever the hell the government tells them to do
2: god i love the chinese that's so menacing
0: i am i am not a fan of this move <laughs> but uh I, it's I, so
2: evil genius
0: <laughs> i'm not too proud to say if that's what they did well played okay uh, but but please stop <laughs> all right it worked but please cut yeah, it out
2: that's true of hey, course uh, they, they would have had to maintain the position that it was uh virulent and deadly the whole time for that to be effective eh?
0: yeah uh you you can do a lot with uh the the fear of the unknown. I think tactically, if you believe in intentional release, which uh I am not convinced against uh, that that just playing up the fear angle was the entire point.
2: I just don't think the Chinese would ever do anything bad to us. That's- oh, no no no,
0: <laughs> not G.
2: no, but hey, um
0: speaking of dead puppets in government, exactly who in the hell are your senators from Pennsylvania? and california now they're
2: for sure both dead right
0: uh, what reasonable people tend to believe sources Mm -hmm. say Um, but as we've discussed john fetterman checked himself into walter reed military medical center in mid-february for a multi-week inpatient stay to deal with severe depression not a peep from him personally has been heard since as far as i as, as far as i'm aware Uh, But Fetterman is somehow still sponsoring legislation on Wednesday. He announced that he's joining his Pennsylvania and Ohio Senate uh, colleagues in sponsoring the Railway Safety Act, a response to the East Palestine derailment. Fetterman also sent a letter to Norfolk Southern CEO. That's the uh, the train company, Alan Shaw, to urge the company to provide further assistance to residents of the town on Thursday. Fetterman also announced he's introducing a bill to crack down on illegal child labor. Now. Professionals and common sense will tell you it'd be very unusual for Fetterman to be working well, hospitalized for mental health reasons at an inpatient facility. So that's highly unlikely. In other words, you have some member or members of Fetterman's staff acting as senator. Who is it? Who the hell knows? A lot of people point to his chief of staff. It's probably the same person who's the president of the United States right now. Yeah. But but likewise for Dianne Feinstein in California, Uh, who's your real senator from California? Who the hell knows? We mentioned um, last week uh, or was it the week before, but it was news to Dianne Feinstein that she's retiring at the end of her term in 2025. If she even survives that long, the news was broken to her very awkwardly by reporters to whom she had just said she's not retiring. And they said, yes, you are. You release a statement that says you are. But if she's unaware that she's retiring, she's probably also unaware that she's dying. Uh, I'm, I'm sure she's unaware of most things in her immediate surroundings or anything else. Now, of course, I have no information as to whether the shingles is or are fatal in this case. She has shingles. That's why she's hospitalized. Statistically, even for the very old for very old people, shingles is not a, a, a terminal condition, but she is eighty nine. It does
2: kill old people periodically, right? It
0: does happen. And you can flick someone when they're 89 and they might, they might be done. Uh, She doesn't know where she is. She's Mm -hmm. in a hospital bed. Nobody apparently is saying maybe it'd be a good idea for her to step down uh, considering, well, you know, nobody can show she has an actual pulse currently. And it would appear that this is all about clinging to power. And I'm sure that explains a lot of it, but Democrats are also paying a power price for not moving on. Uh, remember, they have a fifty-one forty-nine Senate majority. Hmm. Staffers might be able to sponsor bills or issue statements or write letters by proxy. They can't actually vote. Not yet, at least. Chuck Schumer might be working on that one. Meaning without Fetterman and without Feinstein, Democrats lack a Senate majority for any bill passing purposes or other business as well. Functionally, the Senate is 49-49 while these two are out. Kamala Harris can still break ties of course but Democrats have no room to lose the Kirsten Cinemas, the Joe Mansions in their party. Kirsten Cinemas I guess independent now to be perfectly accurate but
2: whatever, that doesn't mean anything.
0: This also matters in the context of confirming federal judges as well. Kamala Harris had to break a tie this week. Biden also has a nominee to run the labor department pending confirmation. If these things drag on, Perhaps it'll, it'll, this time it will be Democrats pushing grandma off the cliff. Remember that famous ad against Paul Ryan? I think it was. Yeah. They said Republicans push grandma off the cliff. They, they will actually do it to Diane Feinstein if this drags on too long. And I, I don't think that there's I'm not a cheerleader for the Democratic Party, but this lady, this lady, it should not be in the Senate. John Fetterman should not be in the Senate. They're not they're not capable of handling their own tasks of daily living, let alone yeah. the business of the country. Anyway, okay. uh, before we get into uh, the Michael Knowles uh, speech at CPAC, maybe I should have tied this in with Nina Jankowicz. although Nina Jankowicz has a son, so she doesn't really have blondes disease.
2: But does she have cats?
0: I'm sure she did formerly if if she doesn't currently. But hey, man, uh, single woman insanity reaching new heights.
2: Yeah. According to authorities, this woman in New Jersey lived with 30 cats and she refused to leave her home. That she was renting after being served with an eviction notice. Police attempted to remove her from her house. She threatened to blow up the house. And then shortly after uh, she turned on the gas and lit a match and blew up her house. Zero cats survived. And she, she got died. them all. She got and every she died. Cat. <laughs> yeah. What a, what a public service. Right? Round
0: of applause for yeah. the competence here. You know, normally it's like the YouTube shooter where she tries to kill people but fails. Uh, she did it. I guess she wasn't trying to kill people per se in this. And let me be clear. I'm not happy the animals died. I'm just saying for this <laughs>
2: cat astrophe. <laughs> oh my God.
0: Anyway, here's 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 some footage of the cat's astrophe.
4: It is now a shell of what it once was. The roof and walls completely charred. Officials say the female tenant threatened to blow up the house. Troopers responded to the Cedar Court home just after 11 o'clock this morning and soon noticed smoke coming from the house. Within a short time, it was engulfed in flames. Now, New Jersey State Police confirmed the woman died in the fire. And based on a preliminary investigation, animals were also found in the home at this time, It isn't clear how many.
0: Well, it is clear now, I guess. And they weren't found alive in the home. If you're. No, they even
2: looked. Humane Society came out to look for traces of cats that had escaped. They found none. (laughs) Wow. Um, So, yeah, good for her. 30 million single women over 40 in America. So, one down 29,999,999. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, Hey, speaking of uh, delusional cat ladies, Chelsea Handler is back to prove uh, that she does not. In fact, she's not, in fact, a delusional cat lady. She doesn't have blondes disease. After all, she's uh, she's skiing in a bikini. The most fulfilling thing a 50 year old woman can do. So take that Tucker Carlson. Take that older women enjoying the company of your children and grandchildren. As you are uh, enjoying your time with them. Remember, you could be skiing in a bikini alone like Chelsea Handler.
2: She showed me.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get to, uh, the, the great, uh, call for transgender genocide over the weekend. Of course, CPAC, the, um, the conservative political action conference was over the weekend and outside of Trump giving a speech yesterday, the main event, according to Twitter was this call for transgender genocide. Um, and, uh, as I, as I mentioned earlier, don't get your hopes up because, uh, it was actually quite the opposite. It was not, in fact, a call for transgender genocide. Daily Wire host Michael Knowles gave a speech about transgenderism, saying the debate about whether kids should be 10 years old or 18 years old to learn about this sort of thing is irrelevant. If it isn't true, then nobody should be indulging in this ideology or even the basic claim that men can be women and women can be men. Here's a portion of Knowles' speech that was characterized as a, uh, a call to genocide. Over the weekend
3: on the one side of the debate you've got the liberals who argue that third graders should be taught to change their sex in schools on the other side of the debate you've got the conservatives who say that we should wait until fourth grade the problem with transgenderism is not that it's inappropriate for children under the age of nine the problem with transgenderism is that it isn't true If transgenderism is true, if men really can become women, then it's true for everybody of all ages. If transgenderism is false, as it is, if men really can't become women, as they cannot, then it's false for everybody too. And if it's false, then we should not indulge it. If it is false, then for the good of society, and especially for the good of the poor people who have fallen prey to this confusion, transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely the whole preposterous ideology at every level
0: okay that that last part is what is commonly omitted the whole preposterous ideology has to be eradicated at every ideology, level ideology
2: yeah.
0: yeah yeah the the speech has been characterized of course as calling for transgender people to be eradicated at every level. The, uh, the daily beast headline was, uh, Michael Knowles says transgenderism must be eradicated at CPAC. That was the daily beast. Um, there, I don't have all the headlines. Oh, here. Yeah. Here are some, some of the, uh, the other ones, um, Huffington post at CPAC, a call for trans people to be eradicated gets big cheers. There's Rolling Stone. CPAC speaker calls for transgender people to be eradicated. Uh, even California State Senator Scott weiner I think I saw you tweeting about uh, his quote. Oh, I don't have it uh, up on the screen, but Scott Weiner called it a, a, a call to genocide. Scott Weiner, the um, the. Uh, The champion for AIDS infected pedophiles, that guy, the San Francisco state state center from San Francisco in California. Are
2: you going to read my tweet?
0: I I don't have it in front of me. Do you? you...
2: I do. Okay, you look like you have all the AIDS, like your mouth AIDS and your butt AIDS had an epically gay mid body collision and created super AIDS.
0: I, I thought you I thought you had a different tweet. That was it. That was it. I thought there was one about offing themselves or something.
2: Oh, that, I, did, I said that, that I too. Yeah, no, no. Scott Weiner is. I never looked at a picture of him up close, but he's so ugly. I I had no idea he was that ugly. He looks like he has double super aids.
0: His, he looks like his aides have AIDS, like you said. Yeah, totally. All right, well. <laughs> oh, well, I should did I grabbed... say
2: something better about the? Uh, I think I said something about them killing themselves. You
0: said something like, if they if if they really wanted a genocide, they would just leave them alone because they're doing a good job of the genocide themselves, or something like that.
2: Yeah, I was huh. in my mind. I was thinking of that. Um, Oh, what is her name? Soph. that's Soph tweet. Oh, God. Yeah.
0: <laughs> One of the most savage tweets of all time that was never deleted. If people don't yeah. remember, <laughs> there was a news story that said the headline was something like half of all transgender people have attempted or completed suicide. And Soph simply tweeted that article along with. Uh, the Bon Jovi song. Is it called? No, it's living on a prayer. It was just a clip it, of Bon Jovi
2: saying, oh, we're halfway. there." Exactly.
0: Yeah. And Twitter left that up for months and months. It might still be. We thought be it
2: one. was so funny. I still think it's funny. It makes me laugh every time. I can't
0: believe they they didn't take that one down. Okay. Now, of course, to get to get serious for a second, to reach the conclusion that this was a call to genocide, you have to ignore Noel's explicit words. Not just uh, the ideology, quote unquote, must be eradicated, but you have to ignore the part where he said the ideology must be eradicated for the good of the poor people who have fallen prey to this confusion. Right. He's trying to be as charitable as possible. He thinks people are being duped into a life of sorrow, into a life of suffering. He, he wants them to recover from that. He's not calling for their death. He, he wants to see them helped by his own words. And the common response I see on Twitter in everybody debating this over the last 24 hours or so, well, how can you how can you eliminate transgenderism without eliminating transgender people? Well, by telling them it's a bad idea without killing them, you don't have to kill someone to convince them uh, against their views or to change their views. But the reason I think they're acting so harshly is not just to weaponize their own victimization, which I, I think they are, but. The reason I think a lot of people are reacting so harshly to this is because they can't grant the premise that transgenderism is an ideology, that it's just an idea, a persuasion, a viewpoint, something you can change at any time or reject at any time, which is really weird because they argue that gender is fluid in that way, but also uh, not something you choose it, it, it depending on the needs of the situation. You are biologically transgender, but also it can change at any time, really on your own whim. Um, The point is that if transgenderism is something that you choose, which I think it is, and really Michael Knowles implicitly is saying that it is, well, then it's something you can choose against. And they they can't really have any of these uh, counter arguments against it, because as soon as those counter arguments are allowed, well, the absurdity of this ideology causes the whole thing to crumble. Um, so that's, I I think that's the sincere reason that people are up in arms about this, that if it's just an idea, you can change your mind about an idea. And if the idea is illustrated as completely silly, people will start changing their minds.
2: Yep. Totally. So reason with them though, this is not a logical thing for them because it's all about how they feel.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. No,
2: one's going to be able to reason their way out of this.
0: (laughs) Well, people are trying on Twitter, but they're all, uh, they're all uh, transgender murdering Hitlers, if you have anything to say that is remotely in defense of Michael Knowles. And then and, and people ask, well, what is a society? I saw him responding to someone, what does a society look like that eliminated transgenderism from the public sphere? And his response was like, I don't know, this country maybe twenty fifteen? <laughs> this country twenty yeah. twelve. This this is be <laughs> What the hell happened to my voice there? Sorry, am I, what, am I thirteen years old? <laughs> <laughs> Losing my voice. This is being characterized as extreme. Uh, the 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 moderate position, supposedly, that we should figure out at what age to expose children to transgenderism. That's the moderate position. That was pure nonsense inside of a decade ago.
2: A decade. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and then they're acting like this is some kind of natural phenomenon, like it would just uh, manifest in a decade like that's normal.
0: Yeah. Uh, for what it's worth, um, the lawyers at the Daily Beast, Rolling Stone and others, <clears throat> excuse me, apparently made a few calls to avoid uh, what might be defamation lawsuits. So Daily Beast has a revised headline now. <clears throat> My God, I don't know. You what, make it? I don't know what's going on here uh daily beast revised headline michael knowles says transgenderism must be eradicated at cpac so they changed from transgender people to transgenderism uh no editor's note on that change just uh, stealth edit. rolling stone revised their headline now it's cpac speaker calls for transgenderism to be eradicated they did note that there was a change in the headline they just didn't explain why there was a change in the headline and uh the huffington post I guess the Huffington Post, they hang on to the balls that they chop off because they have not changed their headline at all. They're sticking with it. At CPAC, a call for trans people to be eradicated gets big cheers. So it's not just that Michael Knowles called for trans people to be eradicated. That's what everyone was cheering was for the murder of transgender people. You scroll down, there's a false statement here too. Knowles told the CPAC crowd that these people should not have a right to exist. He did not say that you've inferred that wrongly, but that is not a quote. And it's granted. They're not using quotation marks, but they're presenting that as something he said definitively. He did not. And, uh, they're sticking by it though. The Huffington yeah. post. That's a dangerous game, but, uh, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe when Nina Jankowitz is done, Michael Knowles can borrow a defamation lawyer and have at the Huffington post. um, and I, and I will uh, I wanted to say too, to all of these publications, you don't have to go digging this hard. OK, if you'd like to write a hit piece where quasi genocidal calls are frequently made, this is your avenue. We are your home. This show right here, our show. <laughs> we're always open to hit piece opportunities. We exactly. look forward to working with you, please. We'll, exactly. We'd be grateful for the opportunity, Um, though, of course, in all sincerity, I will I will cock and agree that ideologically motivated cold-blooded murder is not the solution to this problem, even though it is a very serious <laughs> problem. Did you want to offer the counterpoint?
2: I uh, no, you know, since I had gypsy crusader on, I feel like I, um, I need to shut my mouth for a little while.
0: Are you afraid of having a, you're afraid of getting locked up? Is that what you're saying?
2: No, I mean, when I heard a story, I was like, Oh, this is so sad. And then, Recently, I've joined his Telegram channel and that guy is not fucking around, not not fucking around. Everything that I have thought and been afraid to say, he says like on crack, Hmm. just just right out there. But it made me think that, like, maybe I should take a beat. All right.
0: Well, uh, good luck with the strategizing.
2: Um, We don't have to kill them.
0: (laughs) There are there are other options. There are
2: other ways, you know. There Convincing are worse people. things than death.
0: Uh oh, that's the route you're going. Okay. I don't
2: know. I mean, like maybe they should start live streaming their surgeries and stuff. That would really turn off yeah. the public.
0: Well, I what was the phrasing here? I Oh, my, the phrasing in the Daily Beast headline I thought was hilarious. Michael Knowles says transgenderism must be eradicated at CPAC and I thought they're going to eradicate The original headline was transgender people must be eradicated at CPAC and I thought, damn transgender people are going to be eradicated at cpac i'm going to tune in normally i'm not a big fan of this event but they're live streaming the eradication of trans people at cpac i guess i'll tune in for that anyway uh we do have a couple more topics i want to get to before the top of the hour here so i'll move quickly but the other um uh notable moment from cpac uh was James O'Keefe not only speaking for the first time since leaving his role as CEO and uh, chairman of the board at um, Project Veritas, but he introduced his Pfizer whistleblower, a woman named Debbie, who he says helped arrange the story with uh, Jordan Walker, the guy who said Pfizer is in talks to manipulate uh, the virus in the uh, pursuit of making vaccines in response. Here was that moment. Debbie from Pfizer, would you please come out here?
2: I was worried that I would end up in a body bag or in a car accident. I realized that the spirit of fear is not from the Lord. And I think we all need to learn to not be fearful. Fear is how the enemy controls us. The reason why our country is... Going the way it's going is because of fear. People are willing to give
1: up their freedom and their liberty to feel safe. We can't do that.
2: Well, good for her.
0: So she's described as some sort of consultant for Pfizer. She says in her Give, Send, Go that she lost her job. Obviously, I assume the relationship with Pfizer was uh, damaged after her activities. And she says potentially her career as well. Uh, not not entirely clear what exactly her relationship with Jordan Walker
2: was. Well, she's um, not a gay man, so I would imagine that this is some different op, right?
0: Maybe. I don't know. I, maybe they were just in uh, office, a similar office space or something. But um, a- after Debbie spoke, O'Keefe also said he's not giving up. Stay tuned for his next project. But he didn't announce anything formal. Um, I want to leave enough time here as we get toward the top of the hour to talk about uh, what would be major news in a reversal of party affiliation, I think. But hey, there's a mayor, a mayor of a town who claims to have um, uh, at least friendship ties or mentorship ties to Pete Buttigieg who uh, was busted for significant amounts of child pornography.
2: Yeah, 47-year-old Patrick Lewis Wojan. Is that how you say his name? I haven't heard anybody say it Don't in the news know. cycle.
0: We can Wuhan. Wuhan.
2: Wuhan. Okay.
0: Uh, Patrick Wuhan, yeah.
2: Uh, Patrick Wohan, gay activist, Democrat mayor of College Park, Maryland. He has been branded as something of a role model for LGBTQ youth. Arrested Thursday with dozens of counts of possessing and distributing Mm. child pornography. It's 56 child sex offenses. Um, He's been at the White House like a dozen times. Regular White House guest. First openly gay man to take office in a city uh yeah 16 of those counts are felony counts of distribution of child porn so it was a lot like these um like these the parent the foster parents that we talked about a few weeks ago um so also but he he, didn't
0: produce right just to be because those guys actually produced the material
2: he possessed and distributed child pornography um but he was mentored by none other than pete Butchug. And they met in 2015 <laughs> That's at a, new a conference one. of mayors. Really?
0: I haven't heard butt chug.
2: And he's also met Biden. And he was he was in the White House under the Obama administration, too. So um after they met at this this mayor's conference and probably did butt stuff to each other, they kept in touch. They've been uh, you know, interactive on social media and they like reunited to drink beers in 2020 when Pete But ran um, for president. So What did he post? He posted about Biden that he's the most pro LGBTQ president in U.S. history, and he and his husband were invited to attend Biden's signing ceremony for the respective marriage act. When was this? It was like a year ago on the White House lawn. So he's been at the White House literally like a dozen times.
0: And there were a lot. Normally, I and maybe it is just this. All right. But a lot of times people attend the same events you can find pictures of people and sometimes no, i'm
2: talking about like special guest kind of i know stuff. and
0: i'm scrolling yeah. through this though i'm like that's there's kind of a lot of pictures of him being buddy buddy with pete that's it's, it's yeah. i think there are at least three just scrolling through here just two bears grabbing a beer together Yeah. all right i mean maybe And
2: before all this happened he had called him his his, mentor, his personal mentor
0: maybe he's just chasing clout or something but i don't No, think...
2: i think that all of their husbands are probably having like Orgies yeah, something. they're chasing something. Yeah, they—they're bug chasers. That's what <laughs> okay. Um, how many times does this have to happen? I don't like. This is uh, clearly well, a problem in the gay community.
0: I don't know what the uh, the data say about that, but I do know that uh, getting reliable data on the topic is one of those unstudiables. You're probably not going to see that. Yeah. So, I I would like to see is this is this a disproportionate problem? In the gay community. I don't know. I'm open to whatever an objective analysis of that would say. But. uh,
2: Of course it is.
0: It's certainly possible. I I don't want to automatically assume that, but it's it's certainly possible. You can't. The thing is, like I said, analyzing it objectively. Nobody will do it and nobody will. Publish such a thing because it's probably statistics. information
2: about ancient Rome and ancient Greece. I mean, hmm. this is a historical problem within homosexual communities hmm. and societies that um, allow homosexuality. There's always pedophilia. Always, hmm. you need women to be like to to curtail that um, that that sexual. What's the word I'm looking for? Prowess. If if they're not there, it's just butt fucking just constant. <laughs> this chicks, is historically demonstrated all right it is yeah yeah women we are learn the gatekeepers of way. sex totally.
0: that's a more unfortunate phrasing for me we have to learn this lesson the difficult way anyway all right um let's uh let's catch up with our chatters before we hop into the uh pieces of the razor fist interview momentarily but we are at the top of the hour so let's see what our chatters have to say i'm gonna hop over to uh to rumble first and Another reminder, Rumble chats are able to be read, so if you are a uh, person interested in viewing the show on Rumble, supporting the show on Rumble within the last few weeks or month or so, we are now newly able to read your Rumble chats. Cribbles says <laughs> tits ahoy for the <laughs> big titty tranny teacher. Tits ahoy. I like that one. I can I yeah. can go with that. I'll, I'll, I'll keep that one in mind. Elephant Man 007 tranny teacher equals... <laughs> There's a competition for nicknames. Not Titanic, but titanic it's sad because it sinks. lack of commitment uh tits ahoy skydived with that rack Cribble says that's true i i forgot about that there was the full skydiving bit and i can't imagine that was easy to pull off cribble says nina jank's uh knock up uh brings hope to perspective to prospective cat ladies jonesing to smother mother just think of the children I'm glad Nina Jankowicz has received some of the help that she needs. That's for sure. <laughs> second amendment or die. This just in crazy lady survives explosion, not charged with arson instead charged with littering maybe, but she died, right? The, the, the house explosion lady. She's oh, dead. yeah,
2: She died. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, second amendment or die, uh, check out Chris Pavlovsky's Twitter. He seems to be thinking of, about removing any percentage of rumble or locals withholds from, live stream tips, and then maybe bringing a tort suit against other big tech. Uh, And and he also says Robert Barnes called him booty, booty, gay, gay. Okay. (laughs) That's another new one. Pete booty, booty gay. I always liked Pete. Fuck a butt. It's very simple. I know that butt comes first in his last name, but Pete, Pete, but a plug is maybe more appropriate. Pete fuck a butt is, is my preference um yeah i'll have to check out the uh the twitter feed i'm not aware of that uh that plan
2: should all I right yeah go?
0: let's uh catch up with some of our other chatters
2: okay we got some Zors. let's just oh, read yeah. through these and then we should probably do the interview because they're like okay? well
0: we got a little bit of time i figured if we got to it by 10 after that would put us at the bottom of the hour but
2: this will be a conversation that's true that's we'll
0: talk I'm about saying. it for 10 minutes
2: Zors. i'm just gonna read these through I like that you take the time to take notes and respond. So don't fault yourself for doing it. The purpose of my wall of text is to get you thinking, if I can, a few points of clarification of my last chat. I don't think that power in the hands of the few is inherently bad. It's when power is held by the immoral or incapable that it's actually bad, that it's bad. Sorry. I actually totally agree that the reason for the failure of the U.S. is because we didn't stick to the constitution. I just think that our strength from those principles was inevitable given that the population at large can't understand the value of adhering to abstract values. There's a reason why people are referred to as sheep in the Bible. When in the absence of direction, we inevitably get lost as for what system I create. That's a long conversation, but in a nutshell, it's a Christian absolute monarchy Ooh, with each state controlled. Oh my, by appointed Lords. I, I like to think I'm at least smart enough to see the problem with our system, but I know I'm not smart enough to create an adequate solution, so that's just my best attempt. Based on the longevity of the Roman Empire, I think that's closer to what a sustainable republic looks like. Also, I should have been more clear. I absolutely think you put more thought into the values of the Constitution. I was challenging you to think about the absence of your foundational understanding as best you can, essentially accept, if but for a few moments, that every worldview you have is wrong and reconstruct your beliefs from the ground up. To be fair, he's done that. Um, even if you're right about nearly everything, the willingness to actively seek out where you're wrong is an admirable trait. There's much more to be said, so I hope to be up at normal human hours sometime to call in. Meanwhile, I'll start to send more bite-sized chats so I don't take up too much time. And I love the struggle to figure out my name. It's hilarious. The H is silent. Pronounce it like sores, but with a Z like zoo, zors. We love
4: you. You're very special. Well, first of all, hate thank you. I defend you. you. For your support for the show,
2: as always. It it besmirches the tone of the show. (laughs) But even though I think you're wrong about a lot of stuff, I do believe that you have looked at all of your positions with a questioning lens. I I hope. And you used to believe totally different stuff.
0: I hope that's true. And I I certainly agree with Zor's that no matter how convinced you are, you have to maintain the ability to entertain or understand the counterpoints. Otherwise, your own perspective isn't as strong as it could be. It's one of the things I appreciated about Razor Fist so much, which I want to mention after the interview. Agree or disagree, this is a guy who knows every argument front to back. And I had gone into that interview, not necessarily because I disagreed so strongly, um, but because I saw that there were people making counterpoints, and I wanted to understand what those counterpoints were and get his response to them. He he addressed pretty much every counterpoint on his own before I even had the opportunity to get to them because he knows the material so well. And that's the sort of, that's exactly the sort of approach you want to take, whether you're talking about Lincoln or whether you're talking about your views for how a country ought to be organized or any of that. So I certainly agree with all those principles. As far as the thoughts about what the ideal system is or what the nature of morality and power and all of that. I mean, this idea of, of an, an absolute monarchy, we've talked a little bit about it on the, the call in show. Uh, I, I am more concerned with how our leaders exercise power than how we select our leaders. So if you could show me, hey, here's a monarchy, a constitutional monarchy where the rights of the people are actually respected and upheld. Mm-hmm. That's more attractive to me than a pure democracy where 51% of people are just abusing the other 49. For good reason, that's, that's attractive to me. Um, but this idea of, of absolute power in a guy or a small group of people, if moral perfection was achievable by men, yes, give those men power. Uh, the trouble is, at least in my view, it, it isn't. Moral perfection is God, not men. And I think men are, are morally imperfect at best, morally wicked at worst. There may be some distinctions to the point that Zor's making. Some are certainly morally better, and we should try to put those people in power as opposed to the morally wicked. But the point is, to the extent that all men are morally imperfect, we have to have systems of protection against any one man's power or any small group, uh, the power of any small group. We got to minimize any one man's potential for mistakes, any one man's corruption, uh, any system that I'm going to get on board with has to understand, acknowledge that truth about human nature, that men are morally imperfect. We have to build our political systems uh, based on what men are, not not based on what we want them to be. So there's probably you know, one of the difficulties, Zor's, and I hope you do get to call in. This is probably the, not that I don't appreciate the sh- the support for the show. I do very much. Thank you for that. As far as the ability to communicate complex ideas with each other, Mm -hmm. that's tough so i appreciate you doing that in good faith because yeah i mean it's hard in a chat format it can be hard to understand exactly what you mean and it's also very hard for you to be as detailed in your thoughts as you might be if we were able just to speak back and forth between you and me so we're hopefully we'll get an opportunity to do that
2: um okay we should do a few more then uh a couple minutes yeah blonde and i once watched blazing saddles i noted that blade runner was a steaming pile of crap and blonde said i came here to laugh at people being called n words not listen to you talk about blade runner like some bozeman city faggot how rude i
0: can't believe i totally forgot to tease that at the top of the show didn't i oh, i'm yeah. very excited to discuss blazing saddles tonight's movie review is blazing saddles
2: are you really hmm.
0: i if you don't if you don't love this movie, I don't know who the hell you are. Normally, I don't. Uh... Okay, come on, you have to be faking. Anyway, we'll get into it toward the end of the show in fifty minutes or so. Do you want to read a couple more chats? Or do you want to get into the uh, interview segments?
2: Let's get into the interview segment.
0: Okay. Well, thank you guys. It was a good
2: discussion. And for the full version, go to my channel. Um, i right. have Please. to just circle back with you. Did you just talk over my pro- my own did. promo? Um. Yeah. Did you just sounder over my promo? Go to my channel, Blonde in the Belly of the Beast, to see the full interview. It's up. It's my most recent interview. It's on my homepage.
0: Well, and I, I do want to give it a little bit of an introduction so that people can understand the context here, too. Um, of course, we, we, we hosted Razor Fist on Blonde's channel to talk about this uh, video that he has, uh, Abraham Lincoln, American Dictator. And his fundamental argument is that Lincoln is improperly idolized as a great emancipator when, in fact, he he lawlessly centralized his own power. He abused his opposition. And in Razorfist's argument, he paved the way for a lot of the excesses of executive power that you see today. So this is just a a portion of the conversation. As Blonde mentioned, you can find uh, the full interview on her channel. I've linked it atop the description. That's a full hour. So please do check that out. This segment is 18 minutes. We'll see you on the other side of that. In the meantime, enjoy RazorFest.
2: To uh the legendary Razor Fist. I've been a fan of your channel for ages, but everybody was talking about this Abe Lincoln video. Like you've gotta watch it. And then I watched it. Um, and I had read the the real Abraham Lincoln just ages ago, but I still got a lot of new information from this video. It was so good. Information packed. Um, if you wanted to give the audience, in case they're unfamiliar with you a little bit of an intro, that would be great. If it's a subject, I'd talk about it on YouTube.
1: I'll I'll talk everything from politics to comic books and pop culture. I'm one who is firmly of the belief that pop culture and politics should not be divorced from one another and that vacating one has led to recession in the other. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem, right, especially culturally on the right. The right began to abandon things like Hollywood and pop culture in the 1960s. And it's not a coincidence that it's been a mar- long march to the institutions um, for the the radical left ever since. Right. So yeah. I, I very much talk about all of that stuff. I'm also an author now and uh, working on a comic book project.
2: Let's talk a little bit more about what made Lincoln so dictatorial. I mean, he conducted a war without the consent of Congress. Everybody knows that. Uh, there was judge intimidation after he suspended habeas corpus. He imprisoned 30,000 Northerners without trial just for voicing opposition to the war. Um, there was all of them. He closed down all of these newspapers through force and, and vandalism. And- yeah. So what do you think are Lincoln's most egregious violations of what we would consider to be constitutional values?
1: I mean, probably the two big ones, the terrible two, are the suspension of habeas corpus without the consent of of Congress. And then the Congress basically acting as a rubber stamp several months later. I think that's even more disgusting than Abraham Lincoln unilaterally assuming the powers of a dictator. Mm -hmm. Um, For those who don't know, months after Abraham Lincoln had already suspended habeas corpus, had already given himself emergency dictator powers. He then the Senate finally, the radical Republicans finally get around to voting on whether or not he's allowed to have them. And this is one of the most clown shoes sessions of Congress in American history. They literally open by saying, well, Abraham Lincoln's already using the powers. So the motion stands. We're going to (laughs) adjourn right now. Didn't even take a vote. And then they just sit there for hours. And because they still have some time left. And all the opponents across both sides of the aisle, because, again, Abraham Lincoln, I can't stress this enough, at this time was very unpopular in the North. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, opponents on both sides, just voiced their displeasure for hours and hours and hours, and Thaddeus Stevens and the Radical Republicans just kind of file their nails and laugh at them. Yeah. That's basically all that happened. Um, it was one of the most blatant power grabs in American history. So I that, and then I think... The fact that, uh, I forget which article of the Constitution is, but it's the article that stipulates that the president must, quote, take care that laws be faithfully executed. That was Lincoln's excuse for why he was allowed to have dictator powers. Mm -hmm. That was his, his interpretation of the Constitution. Mind you, it was an interpretation that no previous president facing secession or a secession crisis as James Madison and uh, Thomas Jefferson had during the New England secessionist movement several years previously. None of them saw that power. This is just, nope. It ca- it took Abraham Lincoln to come along with a magnifying glass and say, "Wait a minute here! I've got this power." The founding fathers didn't think I had this power, but I know better than the founding fathers. Right. Which is a, right. a familiar theme over the course of the Abraham Lincoln presidency. He was an eminently corrupt railroad leader. I mean, really, that's kind of the encapsulatory statement. We could almost stop there. Just at the idea of, how do you know you've been gaslit about Abraham Lincoln? Here's how. Right, right. You have been persuaded by public school teachers that the only president worthy of having the word honest attached to his nomenclature is a railroad lawyer in the (laughs) 18th (laughs) century.
2: I know, right? A
1: lawyer, and not just a lawyer, but a lawyer for railroads, the most corrupt business of that era i mean that and terrible really humanitarian practices of in. course right
2: <laughs> um this is just terrible yeah i mean it should be obvious by now that he was a a big government guy nobody talks about that um in favor of a national bank uh, government subsidies to railroads he basically advocated for the creation of money from thin air um was his advocacy this is kind of a rhetorical question but i, I want to hear your answer anyway was his advocacy for big government policies a manifestation of his own desire for personal and financial advancement, or were some of his actions based on a restructuring of the American experiment that he believed would better suit the nation?
1: He was a, he was a Henry clay man and Henry clay was an Alexander Hamilton man. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's really what it comes from. It was the, it's something called the American system. It's a Hamiltonian idea where basically the federal government is at the top and power flows down from it to the states. If that sounds familiar, it's because that's the system that triumphed after the Civil War and that's mm-hmm. the system we're living
2: under today. Yes.
1: Um, I believe the, the, and so what had to die before that could happen? The right of secession had to. And die. nullification. No yeah, way you can yeah. do that if any state can secede at any time. And so the great misnomer of the American Civil War is that everything Abraham Lincoln did. He did in order to save the union. But the problem is the union was voluntary. The Mm -hmm. union, it's abundantly clear that the union was voluntary. Several states, at least three of them. For one, the votes that were taken to join the union were a near, near thing. I think New York barely voted to join the union. I think by a handful of votes, like, and by a handful, I mean like three, two Mm -hmm. or three, something like that. And Rhode Island weren't far behind. It was like, I know one of those states came down to one vote. So at least three different states almost didn't join the union, and and several of them, I think it was two, uh, but for sure Virginia did, had it put into their state constitution that they could leave at any time. Right. And they were allowed right. to join the union under, <laughs> under that arrangement, right? So if they weren't allowed to secede, then why was Virginia allowed to join? If, if mm-hmm. it was a condition of joining the union that it was involuntary once enjoined, then why was Virginia allowed to join? That wouldn't have made any sense at all. And of course, the answer is that the union was completely voluntary. (laughs) Thomas Jefferson wrote about this many, many times. There was talk of a portion of Mississippi seceding and Thomas Jefferson in his private writing said, fine, let them secede. I think we'll eventually join back up anyways because I think we're better together than apart, but Mm -hmm. let let them secede. And he's not the only one. George Mason wrote about it. Uh, James Madison wrote about it, and there was and a lot of course-
2: discussion around the War of eighteen twelve as well in terms of secession. So this wasn't really the first time this has been discussed. And of course, we're a nation built on secession. Um, did you want to jump in, Skag? Like well, a-
0: yeah, th- these are the exact themes that I wanted to ask about because a lot of a lot of the pushback that I hear is, or at least the attempt to frame, maybe frame is the wrong word, but to characterize the South as the aggressor is is denying the right to secession. That by that by an act that by seceding in the first place, that was an act of aggression, thus justifying several of the things that happened thereafter. And I, I certainly uh I think that it's it's perfectly consistent with the the principles, the moral foundation of the founding to think that secession would be an implied right. I I just wonder why this was not constitutionally clarified. It's a great mystery because, of the constitution. Well then- yeah.
1: Well, the good. uh, Oh, man, this is actually a whole hill of beans. But, yeah, it really comes down to and this was probably a mistake of the founders who were not perfect. The philosophical framework of our country has turned upside down. Right. The philosophy when writing the Constitution was this. It was not, as we assume today. Even defenders of like the Second Amendment in in a in a weird way, the Second Amendment. And this is an argument that is made. I'm not sure I'm in complete accord with it, but it's it's an argument that is made. And I think there is some merit um, that in a weird way, the Second Amendment is kind of an obstacle to gun rights. And here's why they make this argument, because by having the Second Amendment be the only thing that's keeping our gun rights together, You're really giving all the power of your rights over to the federal authority in Washington rather than to the state level. The founders didn't see it that way at all. The Constitution was a list of things the federal government was allowed to do. Everything else was assumed to be the power of the states. So we've inverted, right? And this is actually a function of the Civil War. It's actually apropos to this discussion today because Abraham Lincoln, to a large degree, is a facilitator of this. So um, th- th- what you're referring to is an example of this, actually.
2: Do you believe that a return to founding values um, would save the country or, or is a total restructuring in order?
1: We came really close to a moment where we could have reoriented when was states' that? rights to the center of government. And it was just in the past few years. This is why January 6th scared the living shit out of Washington. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't because of a bunch of grannies waving Walmart flags or a bunch of boomers with bear spray. It was because if Mike Pence had pulled the trigger, then we would have sent the election back to the state house delegations and the states as is supposed to be the proper procedure would have decided whether Biden was the president or not. Now, mind you, I I think they probably would have decided he was, but that would have been the single largest power grab back to the state level from the federal level in like a hundred years. Like, and and that honestly is why they still demonize January 6th. And it's hilarious because it would have been benign for their political purposes. Biden probably would have remained in the White House. It wouldn't have actually changed who was the president, but it would have forever altered. Okay, it would have been basically the states throwing their weight around and saying, okay, at the end of the day, we're the ones who sign off on these elections, and that's Mm -hmm. really how this is supposed to work. Because from that point on, you can you can take that same road to okay, maybe now senators are appointed the same way they used to be. Maybe we wipe out that amendment. Maybe <laughs> we, you know, these are state, they, these are examples of state level rights that have steadily eroded away. I mean, you kind of have the one-two punch. A lot of people will blame Woodrow Wilson for things like income tax and, you know, the draft and so forth, not realizing that Lincoln it was is Lincoln, right. the original, right? Mm-hmm. And And <laughs> Wilson gets blamed for the sins of Abraham Lincoln. He basically was Lincoln come again. Right. Uh, it was it's it's hilarious. So like that, the one two punch of those two guys sort of took a sledgehammer to state's rights, really, at the end of the day.
2: I don't see a way out of our current predicament without a national divorce. What has the precedent of the Civil War done to our prospects of modern day secession?
1: Uh, Obliterated it. The, yeah, the, eradicated them. I right. Mean, there's, no, there's
2: no possibility that we're going to be able to
1: secede. F- Oh, status will let it slip sometimes. Do you remember that clip from a few years ago where uh, Beto O'Rourke was doing that town hall? And the guy mentioned uh, that the Second Amendment was meant for being able to overthrow your government if it becomes too corrupt. And that famous clip where Beto said, well, the question of whether you're allowed to rebel against your government was settled in a courthouse in Appomattox after the Civil War. <laughs> they'll they'll let it slip. If you if you just lead them in that direction, they are they are eminently aware of the importance of Abraham Lincoln and his administration. It's right. not it's not about what a great guy he was. Um, and there are positions that I agreed with Abraham Lincoln on, as I'm sure everyone here does. You know, all of his pol- political positions weren't completely odious. But um,
2: but in the, the absence the- of conventional methods to secede, do we have any options for a national divorce? That's what I should have asked you.
1: I think reorienting something a grand reorientation toward state level power would require something like another convention of states, mm. which you could do. You absolutely could do. If you got enough red states that are sick of what's happening, you could absolutely convene another convention of states. And what are the blue states going to say? No. Like, why? It's right. not like a declaration of war. You know what I mean? It is. It's, it's diplomatic. It's meant to resolve a problem. Mm-hmm. I could see that. And a lot of people are advocating for that at present. So I could I could see that maybe I'm not sure that would work. I haven't I haven't thought long and hard about it, but uh, it, it could possibly. Do you they think might just a... say, nope. Yeah, <laughs> they,
2: the they might ways. actually. Like, yeah. You're I, absolutely I, I, right.
0: Yeah, I'm a big you're fan right. of the uh, of the idea and and the movement. Yeah. But how many times have we seen this administration outright say even I don't have the legal authority to do this? I am still going to do this until the courts or someone tell, you know, tells me not to. But sometimes that doesn't even matter.
1: Which is a yeah. which is a commonality they share with uh, with Lincoln. Incidentally, the subject of of this, he repeatedly stated, "I don't have any constitutional authority to act for or against on slavery." Mm-hmm. Right? He yeah. he's the one who said that. Uh, which, incidentally, one of the common counter arguments of uh, the the argument that the Civil War wasn't primarily about slavery, which is my argument. Uh, I do think it was a cause, but not the cause. Um, is that you know? Oh well, look at all the times that they mention slavery in their declarations of secession. This is a tired old chestnut. This is an old old counter argument, and of course, it's ludicrous because two things: it's conflating, as I mentioned earlier, the secession crisis with the Civil War. But it's also deliberately omitting the context of why slavery was mentioned so many times. The Republican Party was not founded, as you will hear from the defenders of Lincoln, to end slavery. It was, it was founded to end slavery in new American territories. Mm-hmm. And, right. it was, and that was for economic
2: reasons. The because Emancipation the Proclamation North- didn't even free all the slaves.
1: Yeah. And in all the areas where they still held control, I mean, William Seward, the secretary of state and the Himmler of the Abraham Lincoln administration, uh, famously stated that uh, we show our sympathies with slavery by liberating slaves where we cannot reach them and holding them in bondage where we can't. Mm-hmm which is really his assessment of the Emancipation Proclamation. And that was not an uncommon view.
2: People make so, these incredible valid. allowances for Lincoln that they would never make. They're like, well, it was a different time and, and people behave differently. I'm like, none of this works when I talk about Hitler. <laughs> people <laughs> never make those allowances, but they do it for Lincoln all the time.
1: Never mind. Never mind Hitler. Uh, people won't make allowances for people like uh, w- Woodrow Wilson. Right or right, right. you know like they'll bash other presidents who do the same thing or mm-hmm. FDR who d- yeah. obviously engaged in quite a bit of authoritarianism
2: itself. Will you like. be making a follow up video? I think people are eager. I to will. It. Yeah, I, I definitely
1: need to touch on the slavery being the primary reason for secession and stuff like that, and yeah. like those those points. I touched on it a little bit, but like you know, some of those big points definitely need to be replied to. They're not. Uh, they're so old you almost feel like you don't need to, but unfortunately you do. Like mm-hmm. the Lincoln has been lionized to such a unique, like superheroic degree. Um, it's kind of absurd. Like
2: I think you do need to talk about it. It only seems obvious to you because you've done so much research, but you but you have to think about what elementary school children are learning about <laughs> Lincoln. Um right. I mean- you have an entire lifetime of propaganda to undo in the in the normie population. And I, and I don't think that your information could be too basic for those people. So yeah. uh, we would love to see a follow-up video for you. This has been our guest, Razor Fist. Thank you so much for joining me. In the description, I have linked his video, his sources, and all of his contact information. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it.
1: Godspeed. Thank you for having me on.
0: Welcome back. Thanks again to our guest Razor Fist. Again, find the full interview on Blonde's channel and uh, Razor Fist's full video. Abraham Lincoln, American Dictator, linked in the description. And for those who may wish to argue counterpoints, I got into this a little bit earlier, but I want to emphasize, uh, we did get into that a little bit toward the end of the full video, so check that out. But um, in, in preparation for the stream, I watched two hours of a countercase. And I noted... <laughs> What I thought were the most interesting challenges—not just to the idea that Lincoln was power-hungry and abusive, but response to Razor Fist specifically—and and so I noted what I thought were the most interesting points of challenge. And, and as I mentioned during this during the stream, he knows them so well; he actually brought them up himself and countered them himself. Preemptively, so, uh, yeah. Uh, agree or disagree? This is a guy who has done his homework, and um, and I think his case is well worth a listen simply to challenge conventional wisdom alone. A lot of this stuff I never learned in school at all. And so uh, I I appreciate uh, his effort to make the counter case. And I do think there's a lot of truth to the fundamental premise of the video. He says at the start, if Lincoln was wrong, then so is our ruling class. That's why he's such a sacred cow. So appreciate his time. Did you have any thoughts you wanted to offer on the interview as well?
2: Nope. Please check it out in its entirety if you haven't already. My channel is Blonde at the Belly of the Beast. Check out all my recent interviews; they've been really good. I'm just killing it.
0: <sighs> Congratulations! Thank you. Good for you. Um, no, he was—he uh, was a good guy to talk to, and I guess I'm not sure I, what I expected, but given his persona, you know, I thought he was—he's very polite. You know, he was unexpectedly polite and you i appreciate him to him. be
2: a dick or something
0: well, i don't know he's just like he's you know he's got this he's got this presentation this character you know and and uh he was yeah. very polite and he was he was uh easy to talk to
2: he's a nice kid
0: now if we can just get sticks and razor fist on together
2: Can't and they do can that. do
0: uh it's kind of like the parent trap or something they can pretend to be twins and people can figure out who's who <laughs> anyway all right you ready for hoax hate always and now the nobody saw it happen but it's totally a product of trump's america hoax hate crime of the week ah shit it's backwards you think they'll notice as the famed and prestigious Massachusetts Institute of uh, or at the the famed and prestigious rather at the famed and prestigious Massachusetts Institute of Technology, otherwise known as MIT, some professors actually decided to take a stand for free speech a few months ago. They wrote a faculty resolution approved by the Faculty Senate stating that learning from a diversity of viewpoints and from the deliberation, debate and dissent that accompany them. These are essential ingredients of academic excellence. Mm -hmm. And yes, the professors wrote that includes offensive speech. These professors said, quote, we cannot prohibit speech that some experience as offensive or injurious. This resolution passed the faculty Senate 98 to 52 at the end of December. MIT also has a new school president who on February 16th announced plans to Review the school's existing policies on academic freedom and free expression and determine what changes may be necessary to bring them in line with the faculty's resolution. So perhaps a corrective pendulum swing is happening here, though. I'll believe it when I see it. But this sounds like something in the right direction. Well, it just enabled the bigots. That's what we're supposed to believe. (laughs) Immediately afterward, mysterious, hateful chalkings and flyers started to appear on campus. These flyers and chalkings reportedly contained slurs targeting the LGBTQ+ plus community. So MIT's bias team investigated. Bias team assemble sounds like some Captain Planet shit or something, you know? The bias team is here. Uh, they, uh, the bias team assembled, and they confirmed at the end of February. Quote: the messages were put up by students choosing to use extreme speech to call attention to and protest what they see as the implications of several new pro-free-speech policies and efforts at the school. So in other words, they wanted to show what the bigots on the faculty
2: and the the
0: school president, that they support calling everyone faggots on the sidewalk, I think is what happened here. Though I looked looked to confirm what slurs were used, because whenever I see reporting on slurs, just like last week, something close to a slur was on a Chick-fil-A cup— this case slurs were on the sidewalk. I got to know what slur I looked, though. Couldn't I, I could, it. could not find the slurs oh. in question. Unfortunately, they remain a mystery, though. If you know about the slurs at MIT, you can you can send them to me. Well, this
2: Michigan coffee shop or, or there is no footage. We're not doing I, any of the footage.
0: I didn't cut up the, the video footage. Uh,
2: That's good for the show.
0: <laughs> there. Well, it's uh It's a lesbian site to be seen. I actually wasn't even aware of it until you sent it to me like an hour before we were live. So I wasn't I'm not trying to not disclose anything. I just I was genuinely not aware of it until you sent it my way. But yes, if you'd like to see the lesbian who runs this particular coffee shop, there is video footage available. And I have I I will link that in the show sources. Um, But in Michigan, three coffee shops in Lansing and Detroit are closed. After receiving 10 page letters in the mail with hateful language and threats of harm, Strange Matter Coffee, which has locations in Lansing and Gathering Coffee Company in Detroit, said on social media they are temporarily closed after receiving these letters. Strange Matter, according to Emily Steffen, speaking with the uh, the owner, Emily Steffen, speaking with the Lansing State Journal here, is is queer owned, (laughs) whatever that means. According to local Fox 47, the gathering in uh, Detroit is queer identified. Okay. Elaine Barr. This is uh, the woman of whom you are a big fan at uh, at Strange Matter. She said she and her wife, Cara Nader, Ugh. discovered the letter Tuesday morning, postmarked February 13th and sent This was sent from a Lansing post office without a return address. Gathering Coffee Company in Detroit received its letter on February 20th, and it has some more serious content, Barr added, without much further description of what was less serious about their letter that they received. But Barr described the letter received in Lansing as nonsensical rambling with references to bombs, World War II, hate speech, and hate symbols. Lansing police confirmed the authenticity of the letter and the department is investigating I'm not exactly sure what they mean by confirm. To me, it sounds like they confirmed that there is, in fact, a letter. And this is uh, this is the new story that you found. There is a blurred image of the note or the letter, one page of it, because remember, these were 10 page letters. Yeah. They said so this is one page of it.
2: And all you can see is a star of David
0: and like a, maybe a drawing of a plane in the top left Maybe the plane is <laughs> dropping bombs. It looks like maybe somebody's parachuting in or something.
2: Maybe it's a nine eleven thing.
0: Clearly handwritten and hand drawn. You scroll all the way to the bottom of this particular story, and funny, it says, "Well, the letter we received was not very specific, but we're just closing the store out of an abundance of caution." It's uh, it's just, it's hateful. It's something vague, but un, uh, but but hateful. Oh well, okay. So it's not even a specific threat. It's ten pages of doodling. Apparently, we're gonna close the store. And the gathering, the other coffee shop in Detroit, they've raised eleven thousand dollars on GoFundMe because of this unspecified, undisclosed letter, which looks like somebody doodling. Now, the the coffee shop owners in Lansing, they say that the shop, or that the letter received at the place in Detroit, is by the same person. Now, I get. I mean, this is clearly unique. I guess you could look at the style and conclude that it's from the same person, but they said neither had a return address. Maybe they maybe it was the star of David stationery. Maybe that's (laughs) I don't I don't know. But somehow they say they know that the same person sent it to both coffee shops, despite not knowing who sent it.
2: Are they wasting uh, precious resources? I'm trying to figure this out.
0: Well, as far as I can tell, this is just a GoFundMe opportunity, but the, the police are investigating. The police have not named any suspect or there's, there's been no arrest in the case. Uh, just got uh, a bunch of um, a bunch of doodles in the mail, apparently. And now the coffee shop has to close, but they are going to pay their employees for the the shifts that they've lost. So take some of that GoFundMe money and, and cut the employees a check, I guess. Did you see, um, did you see some of the, the homemade cards? Speaking of homemade greetings and letters and cards, You see the ones in this story? Yeah. It might be true. I don't know. It's so ridiculous. I just have to show it. This is Upland, California, San Bernardino County, east of L.A. Parents are demanding answers and action after sixth graders passed out apparently handmade cards covered with racist remarks to black students. Some of the greetings are, quote, to my favorite cotton picker and also, quote, to my favorite monkey. Local CBS has the story and the images.
1: It almost doesn't seem real, just that it's that blatant. And I think that's what's the most scary.
4: There are images that are sending shockwaves through the Upland Unified School District. A series of racist drawings one sixth grader allegedly gave to a fellow black student, one of them saying, You're my favorite monkey. And another, To my favorite cotton picker. The mother of the student who received them telling KTLA she has since pulled her daughter from school after continued harassment by students. Another family, parents may Lana and Rome Douglas have three kids attending the same school.
1: They said they were going to give her one that specifically said, you're my favorite slave, and they were going to show her as a slave hanging from the tree. (laughs) No,
0: What? If it's your favorite slave, you don't hang your favorite slave. I know. Unless they did something really wrong, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Do you buy that as legit? I don't
2: know, maybe.
0: Clearly, well, I don't know. If they're fake, adult created fakes, they do look
2: If they're ju- adult, no, 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 the, a child, a child drew those.
0: Well, but here's the thing.
2: Might have been it. enlisted by an adult. I my, I suspect that there's an older sibling, 4 chance sibling <laughs> that is responsible for this.
0: They're so bad that they look sub sixth grader quality. These look more like you know, first like, grade, second grade, third
2: grade, yeah. Sixth
0: graders can draw better than this.
2: Maybe somebody has a really racist younger sibling.
0: Maybe. Parents of three students have pulled them out of school for more than a week because of this. Excuse me, my scratchy throat is back. Parents, this is where the story gets weird too. Parents have also gone to the school board demanding action, but so far the school board has not implemented any discipline. Now, of course, the school board has issued a statement condemning racism, saying they have no tolerance for discriminatory behavior, racial slurs, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. But they have yet to identify the students who sent the cards or the motivation behind them so they can't enact any discipline if they don't know who to discipline. And that makes me wonder, well, how could this be? Now, maybe if this was authentic, it's just planting the cards in the victim's, quote-unquote, victim's backpack. uh, And you're sneaky in that way, so you never get caught. But it's not just the planting of the cards. It also says... That uh, this uh, this dad here, what's the yeah, uh, he says that his his son hears other students echoing monkey noises at him, implying this is some kind of ongoing thing to hear the monkey noises. You have to know who's doing the monkey noises. (laughs) So it seems like a good investigative start would be let's start with the monkey kids, the the people who are constantly (laughs) making monkey noises at him. Are they not eligible for discipline? I would assume the school would jump at the opportunity to discipline the kids making monkey noises and to make them the sacrificial lamb for these cards, even if they didn't do the cards. I don't so, know what
2: to tell you, dude, this is all a waste of resources and this is hilarious.
0: Well, it, it, it could be, um, an outright hoax. It, 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 even if it is authentic, there's gotta be much more to this story to make sense of how these cards came to be. And here is a piece of that. Uh, The parents are now suing the school district. Oh, there it is. So several parents now have a legal team and the legal team is saying this is just the latest example of racism at the school with no consequences for the bullies. So not only are they trying to sue on civil rights grounds, their civil rights have been violated. Implicitly, I guess, is a federal lawsuit. We have to it's a matter of federal law enforcement. The drawings of. Monkeys and things hanging from trees in a sixth grade classroom is a, a matter for the federal courts because it's a civil rights violation and they, they want the California attorney general to investigate as well. So, uh, enjoy, well, when you when your community is, uh, when the school is completely destroyed by all of this nonsense, uh, I hope it was worth it. I hope that whatever cash out you get because someone drew a picture of a monkey, is enough yeah. to provide for your family for generations to come.
2: Wow. Well, that's it. Yeah. Any Did other the uh, parents do these drawings? They really uh, miscalculated in terms of how well a child can draw at a certain I, age.
0: I know it sounds like uh, I should stop hesitating to assume the most preposterous explanation for a lot of these likely uh, hoax hates. I would like to believe that no parent would fake childlike drawings for this pursuit to uh, as the basis for, for some lawsuit to get a payout of some kind.
2: But why
0: I'm telling you, those aren't sixth grade drawings. These are like, why
2: would you think that people wouldn't do this?
0: Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, when there are all kinds of economic incentives to do it, in addition to just the social incentives of being a precious victim. Yeah. These drawings are not of sixth grade quality. Sixth I graders think you're right. are better artists. I think artists. you're
2: right. They're better. I bet I can find this. Hmm. Sixth grade. Yeah,
0: given it, look up just art class examples.
2: Oh, these uh, are very good.
0: Well, these you... are way better. Do you have it? Can you link me a couple examples? I'll put them on screen. I know this is I just, just...
2: googled. I just Googled sixth grade drawings.
0: Well, I want to be very careful with what I Google on the air, you know?
2: It's not your fault. <laughs> sixth grade art is, like, pretty good.
0: Okay, six... I'm just... Yeah, let's... As I I know, I've got the Jesse story on screen. We'll move into that in a second, but yeah, okay. Like, uh, here's some. Okay, let me let me grab this one. This again, this is just a basic example. Uh, You know, this is anecdotal. It doesn't mean every sixth grader can do this, but these are teaching expertise. Forty-five cool sixth-grade art projects your students will enjoy making. These are
2: geometrically
0: complex. These, and the handwriting also the handwriting uh this is like a floor plan here do your own home floor plan do these cool uh you know, oil, uh, and pastel projects pop art pizza you might say some of these are advanced but i'm telling you it, it that this this is not sixth grade art right here this crayon drawing something mysterious mm. is afoot anyway <clears throat> uh let's discuss the, uh, well, we have an update from the greatest hate hoaxer of them all, Jesse Smollett. Recall, of course, Jesse was convicted of felony disorderly conduct in December 2021, charges related to his false police reports, after his infamous January 2019 MAGA country noose subway sandwich beating that never happened. He was sentenced to 150 days in jail. He served six of those days before being released pending his appeal, and he's been out ever since. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, my. That's, I don't know what kind of frog is uh, I'm dealing with this evening, but it won't stop assaulting me. Well, his appeal was due back in August, uh, but it's since been granted five extensions. So he had a final, his lawyers had a final deadline on Wednesday. All right, dude, if you want to appeal this case, Wednesday's the day he had mere hours before that final deadline. They finally filed their appellate brief, and Jesse's okay. lawyers uh, lawyers argue that the trial judge made a series of reversible errors, that the 150 day sentence was excessive or is excessive, and that the entire prosecution should have been disallowed. <clears throat> Jesse uh, was also ordered to pay 120 thousand dollars in restitution to the Chicago Police Department, of course, which he has not yet done. This uh, this appeal argues. Illinois law does not allow the police department to be considered a victim and therefore restitution should be overturned as well. Fine. Then cut a check to a small check to every Chicago taxpayer that had to pay for this waste of time. Go directly to the taxpayers instead of the police department. How about that?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I don't see information here about the next date, next court date for his appeal. I still have hope and trust that Jussie will in fact sit in jail for 150 days. You think it's going to happen?
2: No. Hmm.
0: He'll find a way out. Yes. Well, you think I,
2: he's going to go to jail?
0: I. This appeal is. It's not really arguing as far as I understand. I haven't read the entire brief, but as it's characterized in these stories, it's not really arguing the merits of the case. It's all this tangential around the edges nonsense about the judge didn't That's do true. this or didn't do that. It's not uh, I suppose they my legal minds will probably tell me there's a strategy to that. That There's no point in going and arguing the facts of the case because those have been evaluated. Potentially, maybe you want to argue more on treatment as grounds for appeal and that he was treated unfairly. The fact that he couldn't get the appeal in until the very last second. Well, that shows you how seriously he treats this. And I maybe I should phrase that differently. I think he treats it very seriously, actually. I think he wants to game it as much as possible to prolong it as much as possible to be out of jail for as long as he possibly can. This is not a guy who was ser- who was who was authentic in bringing his appeal when he said he would, which was back in August. He that's kicked, true. Yeah. He 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 gamed the system for like six months and then he wants to talk about abuse of the process.
2: And to be fair, uh, public perception of him has changed Swiftly and drastically deservedly. So mm -hmm.
0: he has uh, apparently he he was written off Empire in 2019. He does not have any acting credits to his name after that. And he directed some movie called B-Boy Blues that came out in 2021. Which nobody saw. I had never even heard heard of it (laughs) until I read about it in this article and I looked it up and it is indeed a real movie.
2: He directed it.
0: Supposedly. Yeah, he's credited with that.
2: Well, I hope you're right.
0: That'll be uh, a a cause for celebration when Jussie goes back to jail. And uh, I hope we get the the similar uh, the similar courthouse scene when that happened, when he actually was taken away for the first time. um, And he had the I am not suicidal moments. This one.
2: Yes. I am not suicidal.
0: What a satisfying day that was. I want to see (laughs) round two. Okay, Uh, are you ready to talk about the movie? I am. All right. I look
3: forward to it. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show movie review.
0: This week's movie is the 1974 Mel Brooks comedy Blazing Saddles in which, uh, Quicksand reroutes uh, reroutes railroad construction and the territorial government schemes to cause chaos and conflict in a small frontier town, only to be duped and defeated with treachery themselves. From movie picker Jacob, this is legitimately the funniest movie I think I've ever seen. It's so refreshing to watch a movie from the 1970s at the height of anti-PC culture. Society was the closest when we could all laugh at ourselves and each other. As always, your review and your rating.
2: All right, you're going to be... All of you are going to be so dissent. I can't... I know. I know. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to start... I'm going to give it a four. I'm
0: going to let you finish, but Blazing Saddles was <laughs> one of the greatest movies of all time. I'm all
2: right. going to give it a four. And I like Melbourne. Young Frankenstein, one of my favorite movies. Love are it. You
0: grade Young Frankenstein higher than Blazing Saddles? Yes. Oh, okay. All right.
2: Okay. I'm shutting up. I'm giving it a four just for going there. Um, 70s humor, it's not quite the same. doesn't always translate, but it was refreshing to see some race relation jokes that weren't timid. I liked that. Um, I will say it fell apart in the end. I had no idea what was going on. (laughs) No idea what was going on. Um, It isn't the classic that Young Frankenstein is, but I enjoyed it. Perhaps it is me seeing this through the eyes of myself in 2023, but I was thinking all of these white people are retards but all of these black people are well spoke well-spoken and smart and interesting characters it's not against the law <laughs> oh fuck you and i was like is this propaganda <laughs> like, is, this, is
0: propaganda? this wow that's deep is is blazing <laughs> saddles uh pro... so is blazing saddle is Blazing Saddles pro-black propaganda? That's
2: I don't know. I I don't know. I will say though, Mel Brooks appears a number of times in the film, and I was looking at. I didn't know he was the Indian chief. Yeah, and so I got all mad. I'm like, this guy like is clearly Jewish. And my husband was like, that's Mel Brooks,
0: and he was he. It was like a Yiddish You're bit. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. they were speaking Yiddish. What are they to trying
0: other? to pull on me?
2: <laughs> I know, and so that made me realize that perhaps. I'm projecting my own search for wokeness in film uh, in 2023 to something that was genuinely funny. So I think, you know, I I may have, I may be wrong about this. Well,
0: there may, I think, I think there are themes of that. Obviously it is a story of a, a black man winning over a white population against their prejudices. Um, I would say that the methods he, through which he does that, which is, doing his job as he's supposed to being respectful, even being funny. Like that's even if that is, if if there's like a a message that's trying to be pushed there, that's kind of a good message. Even if people are mean to you, do your job, be polite. Uh, It'll work out in the end. And in this case it did.
2: But I, I recognize perhaps correctly that there were strong anti white themes in this film it's kind of
0: anti-everybody i mean it opens with Doc that chinks Doc that chink a day's pay for sleeping on the job yeah. <laughs> right away uh yeah. I, this the c slur is is square right neil i can say that one yeah pretty much everybody was uh was savaged i, I love I the line too of um what was it like all right we're gonna give the n words and the c words some land but not, not the Irish or none of the Irish? But we so-
2: don't want any yeah. Irish. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do, do you have additional thoughts?
2: No. I mean, I, I wanted to hear what you have to say because the whole time I was like, has my um, physiognomy detection tool become so honed in that I no longer can enjoy even old media? And I think that that may be a problem for me ah. specifically.
0: Well... As I've already indicated, I loved this movie Ah, and uh, I loved it for a number of different reasons. I, I, as we've mentioned, as movie picker Jacob mentioned, there is something to be said for just remembering a time where you could really say outrageous things and that was acceptable.
2: Outrageous. But
0: there's it's it's deeper than that. It's not just shock. There's a lot of cleverness to it. The bit with the old woman, man, I could watch it. Fifty times, and not just the part, the delivery. Well, good morning, ma'am, and isn't it a wonderful day? Up yours, N word, and just, the,
4: just slaps him. <laughs> but yeah. it's the
0: callback later. Oh, sorry, sheriff. I I came here to apologize about the up yours N word. Here's a pie. Uh, there's a lot of the cleverness he had too, where they're working on the railroad. He specifically said two N words. Well, it's a family secret that my grandmother was Dutch. There's a lot of just a lot of clever it's there are a lot of racial themes but clever racial themes it's not just shock for shock's sake though there is plenty of that um i i certainly agree with jacob movie picker jacob's point that this is to me this is kind of a cultural benchmark and and counter to the conventional wisdom now i think that when this stuff is more open this this mockery and even yes the use of slurs that I think this corresponds with improved race relations, not damaged race relations. So I, I don't know exactly what the data say. I don't know that we had great polling back in the seventies, but I'm pretty sure the races got along better at the time uh, than they do now, according mm-hmm. to polling data, at least anyway. Uh, so I, I appreciate it for the obvious reasons. The, the jokes about the government agents, everything here is comedy, of course, but is it really that much of a joke? Like the, 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 the governor is this sex addicted idiot who's mm-hmm. only concerned with protecting his phony baloney job. You got the, the AG, the attorney general, who's basically the, the OG Soros prosecutor, uh, his methods, sending, sending, uh, thugs to rough people up. He, he diversifies the neighborhood to install chaos. He uh, appoints racial minorities to power positions, not not for qualification, but just selfishly for the optics and potential political career advancement in, the, in that case for the governor. Only unrealistic thing about the attorney general. He's too honest when he breaks the fourth wall and says, but wait, law and order is the last thing I want. The, the, <laughs> the people who really do this stuff wouldn't actually utter such an honest statement. Right. And I, think, I just think it's notable that, that all the conflict that exists in this movie is instigated and perpetuated by the government itself and the presentation is one big joke but that that fundamental concept really is not the slapstick in the movie normally like physical comedy it's like okay a guy got punched whatever there were some really good bits in this the punching of the horse hilarious when they blew up the fake town and the horses are flying in the sky yeah yeah, yeah, and the whole raid of the town. Uh, you got the guy getting his hat shot twice. The guy getting dragged off. Well, uh, well that's the end of that suit. And then they're <laughs> beating up the old woman. Have you ever seen anything so cruel? It, it had me. It had me laughing. Uh, for a while. And and some of the subtlety in the writing too. Like some of the best bits are are, are kind of easy to miss. Uh, when they're when he's recruiting with the line of criminals, and well let's see He's look at his rap sheet and it's like we got rape uh burglary assault rape why is rape on here twice i like rape and um and then the chewing gum bit chewing gum i trust you brought enough for everyone oh no i, I didn't realize how many people were being here they just shoot him dead that that was so stupid but so funny yeah and so it's just like this movie really mastered all the layers of comedy from just kind of that smirk stuff to those, to those out loud gut laughs. Uh, it, it, it did, it did all of that for me. Uh, also appreciated the music. Uh, I, th- I think some of the musical bits are a little overdone as we'll get to. Uh, but the quality of the music itself is great. The opening theme, the whip cracking, setting the tone, um, the, the narrative song as the town is rated also complemented that slapstick really well. The only thing I didn't, particularly enjoy and i could see the criticism of the additional breaking of the fourth wall at the end where they're just running around the warner brothers area the studio yeah, area and yeah super and, confused I and was then like, driving away Wayne's in a world limo. thing <laughs> yeah. i could see that uh even the the comedy of that was a little drawn out but i actually uh, you might push back on this i did not like lily von Stupp, stoop whatever yeah maybe.
2: i wasn't into it madeline Kahn
0: is that her name yeah it just, it was too long her whole her whole musical bit too long not funny not charming not interesting the movie is nice and short it felt like that was an hour of it even though it's only about five or ten minutes and i'm talking about specifically her on stage bit then she has her it was whole,
2: so long it's
0: just like okay get back to the old lady i want to see her again but that that is a minimal complaint for me so uh it is uh a no doubt five wiki production.
2: Whoa.
4: We love you. You're very special.
0: If you, if you measure comedy in the out loud laughs and the quotables, I think blazing saddles earns marks as high as any of them do. So I loved watching this movie. Uh, So it's been a good couple weeks for me that a couple movies, I didn't have much understanding of going into and, and really loved after finishing them.
2: What's next week?
0: Next week is the Shawshank Redemption, which I have okay, never fine. seen. I know yeah. it's regarded as a it's highly regarded. As a classic, uh, everybody better love Blazing Saddles. Yeah, everyone's giving it a five <laughs> in the early vote. Not only do we have significantly more participation than usual in the early vote, but two thirds majority giving it a five wiki and and pretty much everybody else is giving it a four. <sighs>
2: I know. Well, I gave it a four. Come on
0: guys. You sons of bitches who hate this movie. I'm now I'm flipping it. You have to give me, if you hate this movie, you have to give me your email so I can email you and say, you don't know what you're fucking talking about. That's how, that's how convinced I am about blazing saddles. (laughs) So we got the Shawshank redemption coming up next week. Uh, After that remaining nominees from listener Jacob for March, the count of Monte Cristo, ex machina rush hour, memento which i misspelled in a prior iteration of this poll with an o instead of an e it's the christopher nolan 2000 movie memento
2: is that a different movie there's
0: something called memento uh speaking of emails somebody anonymously emailed me that that point so i didn't misspell it again this week so thank you for doing that because there is something else called memento which is some nonsense that it's some uh documentary that clearly we're not talking about Anyway, uh, Major Pain, The Majestic, or of course you can reject the list and vote for a randomly selected top-rated movie instead. And as a reminder, if you'd like to read my movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie, and sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month. The one and only place to do that is in my weekly movie review column, linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That is mattchristiansenmedia.com Okay. Let's get back to our uh, chatters. Thanks for being patient as always, guys. Uh, right. A couple more <clears throat> on Rumble real quick. Second Amendment or Die says, Matt, let's start with the. Let's start with the monkey kids. Facepalm. Also, did I say that? Let's start with the monkey kids. I don't remember in what context. Probably the story about the kids who are drawing monkeys. I would imagine. <laughs> also, the news clip said uh, given by a fellow black student, isn't it from another person? Or is it from another person of ethnic minority status? Did they say that in the news clip? I did. I missed that. If they said that from another Mm. black, from a fellow black student, they didn't say that. Uh, let me, when you start reading here, I'll, I'll check in the story and see if it's in the text of the story to make sure. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, for that, uh, detail. If that's in there, Cribbles says, uh, the Pacific railroad chartered in 1849 out of St. Louis had a head start on union Pacific to San Francisco by over a decade. Uh, a cholera epidemic, Colorado Rockies, and Civil War got in the way. Is this the history, the historical context for Blazing Saddles? Perhaps. I guess I should have I should have applied the same scrutiny I did to uh, to uh, what's the what's the Tom Cruise Samurai the Last Samurai? Right. There's All no right. this this historical <laughs> timeline doesn't line up. What the hell are they talking about? <laughs> All right, let's uh, catch up with our other chatters and i'll yeah. I'll look at it and see if I can find it if there was in fact a black student who did this
2: did we read beyond Long don't John? I don't think so um no I bought PM. thank you so much we really appreciate oh, it thank you Ibot. um sophisticated sonic thank you very much m Over
3: a billion two hundred <laughs> a trillion two hundred billion dollars
2: and uh Russell Brand busting that dude from MSNBC's balls on Bill Maher was amazingly epic. I didn't see this. He was so uncomfortable getting called out. The monologue and new rules segment were pretty good as well. Cheers. Um, I, I did see did the Russell Brand
0: segment because it was, it was circulating on Twitter.
2: Who was I used to,
0: about? I used to be a big Bill Maher listener until he flogged himself for using the N word and allowed ice tea or ice cube. Which guy was it? Which rapper took over his show?
2: Ice tea.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's when I quit watching. Uh, But I did watch this because it was circulating. And yeah, it's Russell Brand going after some MSNBC host guy who's trying to blame Fox News as the propagandist responsible for all the problems of this country. And Russell Brand starts countering with, if you think Fox News is a problem, look in the mirror. MSNBC is every bit the propagandist. It's your mirror images of each other was Russell Brand's point. The guy challenges with, whoa, whoa, whoa. Give me one example of... MSNBC hosts saying things they know to be false because they're supposed to. Cause I think there was a story that came out this week or some reporting that said Fox hosts were saying things they personally did not believe something like that. And Russell Brand responded, well uh, look at the Ivermectin stuff. You guys all went after yeah. Joe Rogan calling him you know, a crazy guy who was putting people in danger when in fact he was talking about a perfectly valid medicine. You called it horse paste, and it wasn't. And it went back and forth. Russell Brand, um, yeah, I mean he seemed really on point in this exchange. I know that he's got all of his um video content that he's doing, he's promoting a stand-up tour right now. I don't know much about his perspective cuz I don't listen to him talk about politics all that much, but in this exchange
2: he's he's questioning. It's uh yeah. it makes me very helpful and he's also wickedly smart. I don't know that they really knew what they were going to be up against.
0: He right? handled this one pretty well.
2: Yeah. yeah. He's really good on his feet. Um Thank you for that, M-Dub. Daniel Kunkel, lately, a couple of government entities have alluded to the woo flu coming from a lab leak. Instead of vindication, I find myself asking, why now or are they just jangling keys to distract us from something else? I know, why now? We already knew this. There's no outrage anymore.
0: It's a classified report, so presumably they have new classified intelligence.
2: Mm-hmm. In your guardian, I just finished this week's grocery shopping. Therefore, I would like to reaffirm that I am a loud and proud member of the LG BFJB
0: community uh it's yeah it's a big game man it's let's go brandon fuck joe biden community that's wow. that's what that is
2: okay I, never mind i didn't that's not what i thought Let's joe brandon <laughs> i agree robin d banks matt and i once made love there was this glowy dropping a mint in the super chat spreading CAA talking points about ukraine seriously glow too bright can see can be seen from the surface of the moon i saw that last week
0: we had a fed super chatter
2: there was somebody somebody who to remain unnamed sending many messages about why it helps our bolster our position um to support the evening.
0: but it uh, they were regular chats or super chats they were super chats. uh oh, we read those yeah i I, I remember that
2: well it we've had um
0: no is, wasn't this the guy who is actually in the federal who who chats sometimes and has kind of uh to be fair, I've not spoken to the guy by voice, but he's
2: I an guess, actual fed, though. I guess I've by his own admission. As, yeah.
0: Yeah. He, he he works in Intel somewhere because he had. What, what was, he, was he
2: talking to us about the Snowden thing or the <gasps> Trump's classified documents? That's what it was.
0: That's what it was. He was yeah, saying yeah. that the Trump is actually in trouble. I mean, if he if he is, in fact, um, that kind of fed, he's very well behaved. If he's that kind of fed.
2: I was kind of funny.
0: He's he's by his own. Well, let's put it this way. What kind of. Fed with malicious intent admits that he's a fed i
2: don't know maybe but it's a different uh different thing he's a friendly
0: fed he's a nice fed
2: um do you want to take over or a
0: maybe he's gonna get it. maybe he's at my doorstep right now maybe he's uh right outside with a uh, reticle at my doorstep waiting for when my dog steps one paw out the
2: door yeah really uh
0: danny from montana says uh, is it really worth having conversations with people if we accept different narratives on mainstream topics um covid-19 january 6th uh pdf files adobe has to be brought to justice i agree pdf files <laughs> in the gay community that's a it's a great way to phrase it jogger crime rates etc the most annoying thing is listening to a person who thinks they're informed well yeah. i i suppose um as someone who believes that these conversations are worthwhile, generally speaking, at least with people who are open to having their minds changed, that probably is a good proxy for who's available and who isn't. Someone who refuses to look at data to support the points that you're making won't even consider the information. Like you could cite a source to show what you're talking about and they'll they'll dismiss the source. They'll just say, well, that's yes. uh, I don't like that particular group or I don't like that, whatever. I don't like the source of that. That's a pretty good filter, I think, for someone who is available or not. Somebody who's good faith and interested in talking about the issue and defending their position will at least look at it and will at least analyze it. And maybe they agree or disagree or find faults or flaws or not. But yeah, if, you, if people refuse data for those topics, see you later. That's what you got to yeah, say. Totally. Uh, Robin D. Banks. Thanks, Danny. Nina uh, says, I wasn't going to ban or censor also, Nina. I'm going to sue Fox now. Pick one lady. Uh, Do we know that she is a lady? Just saying bitch has a jaw like a freaking anvil.
2: See what I'm saying? Uh,
0: What did she think her job would be? That's true.
2: You sound like a hysterical bleeping snowflake lesbo
4: bleep.
0: Never forget. That was her on a podcast. Talking about how much online abuse she gets. But that's very polite. You know, uh, speaking of the jaw, that's. Maybe the best picture to evaluate that one, right? there. That's her official government photo in yeah, the video. So share. You
2: know that she thinks she looks good.
0: That's the one they picked. And, uh, you could, you could probably chisel quite a few things with that, with that chin, I think. You could. Carve Mount Rushmore, perhaps. Anyway. Uh, Oh, uh, Robin D. Banks says, "If she got hired, I'm gonna stop misinformation. Who decides what that is, and how do you stop it without censorship? This lady is a fraud, probably not uh, a lady either. This is such a, br- a blatant gr- uh, grift." Yeah, well, her, in her video, she argues, "Well, I I think that you should c- counter disinformation with X, Y, and Z, and not necessarily censorship." Even still, let's take her at her word and say, um. That the disinformation governance board was never going to work with Big Tech or any of these other people and take posts down, which would be counter to everything we've learned through the Twitter files and everything else. But let's let's say that's true. That they were just going to put out good information to try to fight the bad information. I I don't know that I'd go so far as to say the government has no business putting out any information ever, because of course that that would probably be too far. Mm. But I don't. I don't even want the government in the business of making that adjudication like well, people on the Internet are saying this opinion, but technically it's X, Y and Z because we fact check it. That's you leave that to the newspapers, you leave that to uh, the other media publications. That's the job of the press. That's not the job of the government. This idea that government has a role in, in truth assessment itself maybe it wouldn't strictly violate. if you're adding speech to the conversation that's probably not a, strictly speaking a first amendment violation yeah i just but it's it's not it's not a proper role for the government. you exist to defend my rights that's it i don't need uh, as far as moral guidance that's not what you're here for as far as telling me what the truth is that's not what you're here for none of that so just do your do your only jobs and do them which well
2: which is nothing basically you
0: know, it's, it's, it's definitely not this it's definitely not this lady's job JRC one says, I can appreciate the outrage by some people in regards to Scott Adams comments this past week. Where's the outrage in regard to the original question in poll form. There was a lot of validity. Um,
2: Yeah. I mean, we've talked about that. I, I don't know that the poll can be accurate though, because it's such a sensational question, especially to dumb people. Is it okay to be white?
0: I got uh, some additional polling from a friend this week that I looked at myself and I don't have it handy to put up on screen, but it's from a reputable polling firm from 2021 and it asked different racial groups, what their attitudes about their own racial group and other racial groups are. And the question was rate them, rate those racial groups on a scale from zero to 100. And this would be, you know, blonde doesn't answer the census, but she would answer this poll. She would, Oh man, dropping whatever I'm doing. And (laughs) let's rate these racial groups. I was born for this. Uh, (laughs) So,
2: like rank them?
0: Yeah. So so let me describe it. Oh, no, it's so not rank. Awesome. It's rate on a scale from zero to 100. So 100 but the is the same
2: like, scale. So you're, you're basically ranking them.
0: Yeah, I guess. In effect. And
2: In terms of what? Like ability to like dance or like building civilizations?
0: Overall quality. Just mm. all things considered quality. And what's very interesting is when they ask the white group, how do you rate black people, Asians? I think Hispanics might have been a group. It is very little variation pretty much every group whites included was ranked ah, i forget it's like something like 70
2: like how a girl no matter how ugly or hot she is always says she's a seven
0: yeah they're giving white people gave everyone a seven i think black people might have got 68 and white people got 70 or something like that very tightly grouped Mm -hmm. then you get to black people and and black people are rating black people at like 90 and rating white people (laughs) Down toward like fifty or like oh. maybe sixty. The point is the variation was very wide. And as I sent to my friend, it's like, well, we still got net approval, right? Like that's that's pretty good. We're still sixty <laughs> ten
2: motherfuckers. We're still
0: sixty yeah. percent approved, but it was very this this poll was additional context for the Scott Adams controversy, because even if that question, is it okay to be white, was misconstrued by the respondents.
2: There's still other data.
0: This is other data to show that racial attitudes coming from black people toward white people. It wouldn't be accurate to say in this poll that they were negative, but they're distinctly negative relative to the rating of other black people. And they're distinctly negative in that relative way, in a way that white people are not in their attitudes about other races. You can ask a white person about white people. They say they're pretty good. You can ask a white person about black people to say they're also pretty good. There's no variation in that whatsoever but where's so the, the the racism evaluating different races differently very clearly seen in the black respondents there's statistically no racism in the white respondents right. in this poll
2: yeah.
0: and huh. i forget how it worked out with the asians and the hispanics but uh i should send you that because it might be something yeah uh, you and, and if people want to see it i can i can send you a copy of that i do i do have it um I just don't have it handy to put up on the screen right now. And I looked up the polling firm. It's a polling firm that's cited in, you know, political science journals. And things. it doesn't look like it's some quack operation. Anyway, Nicholas H says we are approaching uh, the one year sentencing of Mr. Bond. He will be in jail for the next nine years for nothing more than rapping lyrics to offend a certain group of people. Free Mr. Bond.
2: Oh, I have some friends that love Mr. Bond. That's sucks. What? He's in jail for nine years. What am
0: I missing? Why? Why is this not? Is why he, I...
2: is he live in Germany or something?
0: Yeah, I don't know what this is. Actually, did we talk about it previously, or am I just completely he, oblivious?
2: I don't. We didn't talk about it. I'm pretty sure he like talks about raps about the Jews or something oh, like that. And he
0: does it in Germany. Is that what you're saying?
2: Austria. Am I oh. wrong about this? Let me hmm. know. I hope he's not in this country.
0: That's a dangerous game. Thunderstorm says Nuremberg Laws said that a Jew can't marry a Gentile. So the schools here in Israel call it racist here in this state. Unfortunately, uh, Nuremberg just copied what's written in the Torah. Uh, Rabbi Yosef. I don't even know how to pronounce that last name. But Yosef. Yosef says that.
2: That's where he's from.
0: Okay. Uh, Jeff Sloat says Matt and I once made love this week. Thank you, Thunderstorm. Uh, Jeff says Matt and I once made love or Matt and I made love this week. It was the single most disappointing thing in my life. Matt cried the entire time and wanted to spoon afterwards.
2: Ew. Uh, it made
0: everyone in the room uncomfortable.
2: Ugh.
0: You know, speaking of I want
2: some butts.
0: that one, this is from Top Gun.
2: Yeah. I don't know how you didn't notice that. I want some butts.
0: A listener made me aware of that this week. I swear to God that that scene where with the, Com- whoever the guy is in the leadership role at the in the naval air academy or whatever him screaming i want some butts for discipline <laughs> that i didn't notice that in my points for how gay this movie is
2: yeah
0: i swear it was not in the version of the movie i watched he says it twice i, I think it was maybe was not paying
2: that. attention i want some butts
0: anyway that's what uh that's what pete Buttigieg says too pete i want some butts i have to refresh
2: Oh, who was the last person? Uh Butts, Jeff Slow. Mr. Bond, Jeff Slow. Yeah. Okay, uh, Logan Or. I uh, had a cancer scare last week. Since I'm only 28, it had me almost as nervous as the first, as the first time I met somebody wearing a certain kind of hat.
0: Logan is always very dangerous. I hope. Uh, totally I, dangerous.
2: I hope you're okay, though.
0: Yeah, I hope that's not. I hope that's a joke and not serious. But if it is, if you're actually being serious, I, I wish you the best.
2: Thank Everybody you. has a cancer scare from time to time.
0: Uh, I suppose everyone's family might, but I, as far as I'm You've aware, never I, had
2: a cancer scare.
0: No, I also oh, don't, really? you know, I don't get a cold and obsessively search WebMD to convince myself that I have cancer.
2: Okay. I had some troubling symptoms. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Boogeyman917. I doubt it. Thank,
0: Thank you, Boogeyman.
2: Captain Gareth, shout out to it. the breaking containment crew. Good conversation, dank memes, epic stuff in the works, but we also totally don't exist.
0: And that uh, fed super chatter isn't part of the group either. Mm. No, I'm glad to hear that project is um is making progress taking of people. Off. So people in the audience who might not be aware, this is the group that is interested in developing perfectly legal in real life trolling projects, basically taking control of the message of the narrative. In real life in innocent ways with things like stickers or flyers or, you know, um just in, in inconvenient truths to borrow the uh, Al Gore phrasing that uh, people will have to think about in their everyday lives. Like, you know, Muslims are right about women and, and those kind of phrases
2: That's or true. it's OK
0: to be white. You know, that was the same sort of idea when that was when, when that was circulating a few years back. So wicked
2: asshole. What do you think about Nayib Bukel, the Bitcoin president of El Salvador and a straightforward, successful crackdown on the gangs? Are other issues similarly easy to solve? If so, which issues and what solution? Why haven't we done them yet? I don't know. It it remains to be seen um, how much uh, crime reduction there is. He put like 40, like thousands and thousands of gang members in these in these incredibly tight quartered prisons but I don't know if that is manifest manifested in any kind of major reduction in crime. I'm sure it has fewer guys it. to
0: commit crime. That's for sure.
2: That's true. <laughs> yeah.
0: And obviously you have to do that with consideration for the rights of those people and a commitment to a, a fair and just legal process. So I don't know what he's done, Yeah. but to the premise of the question are a lot of our problems easy to solve or just that easy. Um, It might be a lot of our problems with the federal government specifically, like inflation. I'm not saying we can take a magic wand and erase inflation tomorrow. A lot of that's baked in now that we've spent so much freaking money. But if you just stop the federal spending, if you turn off the insane flow of made up funny money,
2: just, just stop, just stop doing
0: it. Just stop. Whatever you're doing, just stop. And it will improve. Um, The same can be said. Problems get simpler when there are problems in your neighborhood. So if we stop trying to solve everything nationally and returned power to local control, it's a lot easier to fix the pothole in your neighborhood if everyone's organized to do it than it is to make a plan to fix every single pothole in the entire country Absolutely. by and in one terms guy's of crime, centralized power.
2: Uh, if, he's, if he's referring to crime, which I think that he is. I mean, American, uh, the, the prison system and government needs to be realistic about the type of recidivism that is more common. Like, I don't care about drug felony recidivism i care about violent crime recidivism you know like if you are convicted of rape or murder even if it's second degree murder or something like that like i I feel like they don't factor in the the realistic outcome of somebody being released um into sentences as much as they should have Hmm. uh tim collins Cover Maine, the most base state loan based man an 11 year old. Oh wait, why did I say it? Like, <laughs>
0: I don't know. That was your epitome.
2: I know <laughs> I'm, I'm having problems with my lights. I have to yeah. turn them down a little bit. People, a wouldn't, people,
0: you know, you guys don't understand the struggle of having to read this many words, but there's kind of truth to like, you sit there and read texts no loud. it's the
2: screen and then yeah. um during the show i follow along in the outline and then i always have the news articles yeah, open yeah. and i'm reading the live chat so it's like three hours of just like blinding reading okay cover Maine, most base state lone base manor an 11 year old with redneck army massive it's okay to be white banner and hicks confronting woke school boards 4chan trolling Maine city council that's sweet i didn't hear anything about can that. somebody send me a video i'll have, to, have to, to check it out um, Daniel Yeager, are states only drawing up anti transgender bills because they've made a calculated decision that it's red meat to the base since it's the brightly low hanging fruit that it is? How to triage issues? I totally think so because I'm hearing this transgender stuff from uh, just these insipid neoconservatives. It's hmm. so, like, I think we can all agree, like, basically everybody in the world, except for these tiny fringe of retard leftists, can agree that this transgenderism thing is fucking crazy, especially the transgender kid thing. I don't think that it's a, it's a widespread belief that you should be giving children hormone, hormone therapy. And it has to be, I mean, honestly, what, what percentage of the population do you think it is? Like, Oh, that the sincerely population believes could,
0: that, uh, 10%. Ten, yeah, I would guess something like that, but there is a large population of people who just, they are, uh, you know, to the point that we got into with Zors and the rest There are a lot of people who just, want to go along to get along and they can be led in even insane directions like that. And they'll cooperate. But We don't want to change to, those people. Yeah.
2: We're well, going you, you to need to give the them better wars. leadership. Yeah. Yes.
0: Oh, I exactly. forgot about what is Lori Lightfoot going to, she's, she's free for the gay war now. Yeah. She doesn't have obligations. Um, yeah. E- even if, even if there were questionable intentions behind some of this move to uh, some of these moves to at least get the, uh, get the kids and the transgenderism separated. I don't know. I I could believe that maybe it's being taken over by people with less than pure intent, but even if it's being done with less than pure intent, I will still take that as a, a necessary win and something that should happen. So
2: yeah.
0: uh, How strange Uh, if we can just hijack this movement, not to transition the children's genders, then We'll yeah. send to power. What what weird times?
2: Incompetent hands. Chrissy meredith did an interview with Pearl. What? Seriously? God, I cannot get her on my channel. I can't do it. Chrissy meredith did. My channel's twice as big as her. Damn it. Maybe she could help facilitate something. It's not like you had to puke and let her show early. Be honest. Was it A, norovirus, B, pregnancy, or C? Because mine was the last. super. I legitimately had norovirus. It was terrible. Hmm. Um, poop my pants that day. It was JK. My ego <laughs> isn't that fragile, Biden. blonde. Yeah, really. Yeah, or at least that's what I tell myself. Look at Leia Heilpern, she's into crypto and pearl circles as a red pill chick, formerly in finance. It's a no brainer. Hmm. Okay, okay, can you can read some of these. I'm so yeah. blind.
0: Wicked Masshole says, What do you think about Donnie's new proposal for freedom cities and new investment in research and development? Part of me notes that it cannot possibly be e- economically optimal economic allocation on paper, but the bold vision is enticing. Did he mention this in his speech? Cause I haven't listened to the entirety of that speech. So I, I might have to defer on that question just cause I didn't, I didn't hear the entirety of it. Do you know anything about these freedom cities? I'll have to look into it. Um, he, new investments in research and development. Well, I suppose if this is, if I gather and this, if I understand, and this is about allocation of federal resources, uh, in an ideal world, we would stop doing the allocation of federal resources pretty much entirely, at least from my perspective. But as long as we're going to keep doing them, investing them in program, the, the programs we are investing them in probably can't get much worse. So if we're going to yeah. switch that up a little bit, it's probably a, a comparatively good idea. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a look at it. Daniel Yeager says, hey, Nina, just go ask Paul Ryan. Uh, I'm sure with his $300,000 a month salary, he could throw a couple dollars your way. What's he making $300,000 a, uh, a month from? What is he? Oh, he's doing the. That's right. He runs Fox now. Does, he's not uh, that he's is on the outrageous. board. Or, what is his leadership at Fox? I don't, I don't know. know exactly. Yeah, maybe Paul Ryan will just donate to her cause. We could just handle this the simple way. Injured Guardian says, uh, Blonde, which book should Matt study next? Uh, Luke, Acts, or one of the histories such as Judges? That's right. We are deciding. How am
2: I supposed to know? Who thinks that I'm some sort of biblical scholar? My, my biblical knowledge is paltry of best
0: hmm.
2: i have no idea
0: bible study is on break as of saturday but we're going to return in june with a new piece of scripture so uh if you well I, I we we have asked the people who participated participate in it consistently what their thoughts are so we're open to audience input in that way uh not that newcomers are not welcome to make suggestions or requests as well um, I just want to know that if we make the decision to take on a certain piece of text, that it's because there will be participation and not necessarily just because it's what you want me to read or something, even though I right. guess that's a that's a valid reason, too. I mean, you can think this particular piece of the scripture is particularly worthy of attention, but my point is we have a small group of participation and I want it to be consistent with their wants. Um, and so. You're also invited to participate with uh, if you're interested in the future of Bible study, I have an email notification sign up on the Bible study page of my website. Those people will receive an email with in about June. I think we're going to restart uh, about when it will come back and what the topic will be. So if that interests you, that's the way to get that information. Thank you. Injured guardian says Meg a gay spelled very creatively. Matt and I once made love. He wore giant knockers. And <laughs> I had an elderly goldfish costume. It didn't go well. He got fired and I came third. Uh second place went to Our Lady of Disinformation, she who determines the truth of all things. Well, thank you. Uh
3: Do you have a penis?
0: I'm a psychopath. Plot twist, Nina Jenko Bits. jenk uger Jenk O Bits? And OK, so these Nina Janko bits and that tranny Dylan Mulvaney, tranny Dylan Mulvaney, that's Susan or Neil code there, that they're one in the same person. When he visited Biden last year, the facial recognition software confirmed it. Strong jawline indeed. I guess maybe they do look sort of similar.
2: Yeah. OK, I can see it.
0: I'll entertain it. Knuckle hunky buck. It's kind of telling and a bit scary that the left thinks that you can't eliminate an ideology without the killing, without killing the people that hold it. That's an excellent way to phrase the idea that I was getting at too. Uh, that's a, that's kind of the opposite angle that I was viewing it from that. They think that, well, if you decide that the ideology has to be uh, ended, that means you have to kill people because that, that is the conclusion that has been historically reached as well. You're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah we'll see how uh we'll see how that one plays out if they stick with it uh, the gay war is coming Lori Lightfoot's coming for you she has nothing better to do John Patrick McNown can someone get on Etsy and make a yarn Muppet like sock puppet of Fetterman <laughs> I'm in for one uh, yeah that's it'd, pro- it'd probably be just as good to be a stand-in for the real guy at this point someone has to have made something similar I think maybe not I assume maybe you've oh, searched gosh, you
2: searched. Oh gosh, please!
0: Thank you. Tortuga says, "Sorry, can't watch live today. Going to the, going the pain uh, of doing my taxes so the government can mishandle my contributions, or I go to oh. jail." Hope you all have a beautiful Sunday show. Yes, I. Uh, thank you for supporting the show, and I'm set to do the same thing very soon. Uh, Boogeyman nine one seven. I've always called him uh, Pete, but he' gay. Pete but he good Pete but he gay
2: but he gay I like it
0: all right yeah we'll go with uh we'll go with that the smartest man in the world says if you if you want stats on child abuse public school teachers grape a grape emoji public school teachers grape kids at 40 times the rate of uh parochial is that the way I pronounce that word parochial school Mm -hmm. teachers uh two percent of the Parochial school teachers do, and two uh, percent of the population commits forty-one percent of CSA.
2: Oh yeah, I totally believe that.
0: CSA stands for what? Um. Oh, community child sexual abuse. Oh, I thought it was community supported agriculture. Child sexual abuse. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh thank you smartest man in the world. I don't like, mean oh, to dismiss your points a
2: man, look at that.
0: These <laughs> are these are very serious points. Esoterica unbound. Uh I'm happy with millennials uh when millennials take interest in in events predating the smartphone but many of RazorFist's takes were examples of uh, knowing just enough to be dangerous, the evil Lincoln shtick is just the rights version of the 1619 project. And an example of horseshoe at work, lefty revisionists also claim that Orthodox civil war history is propaganda. The idea of of Wilson being a second Lincoln is ridiculous. Well, I, can't,
2: I, th- I think there's validity to that perspective.
0: I can't claim to be, uh, you know, some expert civil war historian. So um, for me to tell you that you're wrong, that would not be based on, some deep study that I've done. Uh, I would say the, the stuff that I find the most compelling about the case is just the way that power was centralized in the federal government and the way that I think some perceptions were inverted a little bit, that that power now flows downward from the federal government instead of upward from the States to the federal government. Is that all Lincoln's fault or was Lincoln like the first guy Whoever thought of such a thing? Well, I mean, even Razor Fist himself would say no, this is this is something that originated with Hamiltonian thought, and there was debate about these topics at the founding. So even even Razor Fist, I don't think would say like it's, it's all Lincoln who did this. I just think that uh, I think there's a pretty compelling case that Lincoln was a meaningful figure in that um, transition, the way that that we conceptualize the relationship of power between the federal government and the states, yeah. and I think that. In many ways, it, it damaged that relationship for the worst um, or for the worst. Uh, and, and I didn't really learn about any of that counter case. I remember a conversation studying the Civil War in, in high school and we had a younger student teacher. There was a conversation about like, well, was the Civil War really about states' rights? And the conversation became, uh, well, states' rights to do what? And then the answer is always, well, to enslave people. So it's really about slavery. And of course, slavery is a big part of of the history and a big part of the conflict at the time. But there is another side of this claim, uh, states' rights to do what? Because it's also federal government's authorization or ability to do what? That is to say, even if you think that federal government involvement in settling the issue of slavery is morally justified, you have now created pathways for the federal government to intrude upon the affairs of the states In ways it really hadn't until that point in history. And you may think it's perfectly justified to do it in the context of slavery. None of this. Of course, I'm not arguing that slavery is some kind of moral good. I'm just saying that when you give the federal government tools to meddle in state affairs, those tools will be used for both good and evil. And we've seen a hell of a lot of evil deployment of those tools in recent decades. Oh, yeah. Lincoln's a part of that, I think. Is he responsible for all of it no probably not but he's a part of it
2: and, and he does a good case uh, of reservice. just from a broader perspective i think it's important for people to look at the behavior of any given historical figure within the context of the uh the, their their own history without the modern lens um, and i think that that really is the problem with how uh lincoln is taught especially in elementary and secondary school, um, people, people act like he had to do all these things for benevolent reasons, but they don't look at all the practical implications surrounding his decision-making. And that's so important. It's like, what, what great, great figure in history has ever done anything for purely benevolent reasons. That's not how, um, these figures that loom so large in history, that's not how they operate.
0: Yeah. Uh, thank you. Esoterica. Um, if you have additional thoughts about additional thoughts of countering razor fist case or anything like that, of course, um, send us an email question for the Wednesday show, or you can send me an email or anything like that. I, I uh, obviously I'm not an expert in this piece of history, but I am fascinated by the history of it as it relates to my principles about the relationship between the federal government and the States. So thanks for the thoughts, uh, Bill, thanks for supporting the show. Jehovah's thickness One of my friends of over 10 years recently decided to transition into a woman and he has a five-year-old son. I believe that it's his fiance who is influencing him. This is an ideological, this is an ideology that must be eradicated. Well, for the sake of that kid, man. uh, Okay. I, I hope the best for that family, but if this truly is the wife's doing, you think, you think she's going to be satisfied with that arrangement long-term? Uh, I doubt it as a wise man once said. Hi IQ Kong. Long time (laughs) listener. First time super chatter. Just wanted to say you guys have the best political cultural podcast ever. Blonde is super based Based. and Matt is the voice of reason that we need right now. Well, uh, thank you for the compliment. Thanks for supporting the show. Long dong. John says, now we know how everyone feels about your groundhog day. Take Matt. (laughs) 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 Also, if the Kansas city chiefs want to rename their team, I have a great idea for one. uh, (laughs) As long as they do it in pride month. Wait, what did I miss here? the uh, Kansas City faggot. Oh, oh, right. <laughs> from the movie. Thank you. Of course. The Kansas Thank you. Uh, we're not too far off from that. Uh that that would that be politically correct or not? Um yeah, I, I I'm similar. <laughs> yeah. I'm similarly enraged that you gave it a four. How dare you? So I guess my groundhog day review would be even more offensive because I gave it a three.
2: I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm viewing it through my 2023 lens where everything is propaganda.
0: This is what they want you to do. They want you to laugh at a diverse group of people so that you accept this premise that diversity is our strength. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Knuckle honky buck says I like to refer to the LGB, LGBT community. Sometimes if anyone asks, (laughs) I tell them it's lesbian, gay, bi, lesbian, and trans. You said lesbian twice. Well, i like lesbians well there you go it's a great <laughs> band and so tara Gunbound says i've long argued uh, that blazing saddles was the high water mark for race relations in the u.s jim crow was gone the n-word wasn't yet a totem and black folks didn't feel obligated to act butthurt uh, at every little thing I, you can't tell me that uh black people didn't find that movie as funny as white people did they i guarantee
2: totally you. did have you been reading about the chris rock special
0: no, uh, I, I didn't watch it either, so I don't know what was said or not.
2: I watched a little bit of it, and it was it was really good. And then he started getting into, like, January 6th stuff, and it just really deteriorated, and I mm. had to stop halfway through.
0: Well, I, guess, I mean, anything can be made fun of. I, I'm not so protectionist about it, but, no, of course, if was, you're not operating highly, on true premises. Yeah. yeah,
2: He was talking about how, like, white people were trying to overthrow their own government and stuff. It was really bad.
0: Well, maybe a few of them thought that and maybe a few of them were white, but uh, I don't think it was I don't think it was clearly that organized or competent of an effort. No, indeed. Yeah. Some rando says Blazing Saddles is the kind of culture changing propaganda our modern insanity has devolved from. When was the last time Hollywood produced something actually pro-American that doesn't uh, disparage its founding ethnicities? Well, I, I as we mentioned, was there white disparagement in the movie? Yeah, I suppose there was some but I, I don't know. Maybe I've been successfully propagandized. I viewed it as really just mocking everybody. I didn't think there was really anybody who was treated safely or not. So I, I appreciated it for that reason. Um, thank you, Mr. Rando, Alesky Druzhkov, Matt, I wanted to let you know that your videos are great and it shows how much planning organization structure you put into each one of your videos, your ideas smoothly flow and are a great listen. Well, thank you uh, very much. I appreciate that. And, um, you're right that I I do take the time to try to make them a logical flow of ideas and not wasting time by repeating the same points or anything like that. And that's, as I mentioned before, that's one of the reasons I w- I'm so impressed with Razor Fist's uh, presentation. Now,
2: How does he do it?
0: Whether you like his argument or not, um, it, it, I, there's as someone who tries to deliver specific information in a consumable way. I can't do it on the level that he can. That's why I was interested in how he, how he makes the videos.
2: Cause he's he, got this like intellectual manic energy, the yeah. same kind of energy that Russell brand has.
0: Yeah. So it, it takes a lot of, uh, it, it does take a lot of mental capacity to do it the way that he does. And I, yeah, I but don't knock
2: own. your process. You found something that is you w- we want to be precise.
0: Oh uh, yeah. It's just, he's able to have precision without, Uh, he's able to be like free speaking and precise, which is not something that I have. I I don't think I'll ever master. There's certain trends. A bunch of interviews. I like doing this show because it's more free speaking. Yeah. I like doing that format because it's more precise, but to nail them both together. Very tough.
2: It's, it's truly impressive. Yeah.
0: Max says, I think my super chats are getting refunded for some reason. Well, um, if I'm seeing them, they're not getting refunded because YouTube doesn't do super chat refunds at all. I, I know because I would like the ability to refund people on their request. If they accidentally send multiple ones or they made a mistake, I would like the ability to do that. Excuse me for them. Can't do it. So if if we're seeing them, the transaction is being processed. Um, If YouTube is not processing those transactions correctly, unfortunately there's nothing I can do. You have to talk to Neil and company one of the annoying things I'd like to help out as much as I can, but they hang on to, we don't even remember they take a huge cut and then we don't even see that money for six weeks or like two yeah. months. They hang on to it for a long time to do God knows what with it. <laughs> yeah. And then it, it like, as I mentioned with our friend Neo unrealist, if they decide they want to ban your channel, let's say that we got banned today, the super chat money from like January that they're still yeah, hanging they on, can to, hold on to it. They would just say, no, we're not, we're not going to, because because you said a bad word in March. You said chink in March. Uh, you, we don't give you your money from Chinese. You're January.
2: really warming up on these racial swords.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to... I'm dipping my toe in the C word pool. And we'll see yeah. how it goes.
2: It's so easy to hate on the Chinese. Everybody's just getting into <laughs> hating on the Chinese.
0: Well, after this coronavirus shit. A few C words thrown It made me like them their, way more. No, they earned a few C words as far as oh, I'm concerned. Oh, come on.
2: The control uh, they have over their people. <laughs> Mesmerizing.
0: <laughs> no, Max says now my arousing. I don't know. Calm down, calm down. Calm down. You're
2: just M- like a good
0: dictator. I <laughs> like a good dictator. It's arousing. Wow, <laughs> hilarious. Max says now my chats work. Uh, Matt, if I submit tomorrow an email question and is deemed worthy, will it get read Wednesday or Sunday? Well, we um unless they're like insanely long winded or there's something else that is. Elimination worthy in Blonde's judgment. We read all our Wednesday email questions. So, of course, you're welcome to submit. Uh, So, yeah. But we we...
2: missed Long Don John's third question.
0: Oh, did we? Um,
2: Did either of you watch the original Get Smart TV series? Did you read that?
0: No, I must have missed that one. And no, I did not.
2: Absolute gold, also created by Mel Brooks. I did not.
0: Hmm. Uh, Max, uh, use the call in show question form on the contact page of the website. That's how we collect those Wednesday questions. Thank you, Long Don John. Sorry about uh, missing your chat there. And just a couple more, and we'll call it a night. Jason Takes says, start my first six-figure job tomorrow. Whoa. Hopefully all goes well, and I can afford another night with Matt. Well, uh, congratulations <laughs> uh, on your new earnings. A trillion
3: two hundred billion billion.
0: And thank you for supporting the show. And uh, we'll see. Maybe my prices will go up. And now that you're making so much more money. (laughs) Congratulations. I think we're all set on YouTube and Tippy stream. And uh, we do have just one more over on Rumble. Oh, uh, Cribbles says, Oh, you know, (laughs) He was talking about the actual context of Lincoln, not the context of Blazing Saddles. I was just thinking Blazing Saddles (laughs) because we reviewed it. It Says more context of Lincoln, honest railway lawyer. The Union Pacific ultimately bought the competition and mothballed the Tennessee Pass part of the line. So he's he's defending uh, Lincoln's railroad honesty, is what he's saying. If I'm understanding him correctly. Uh, Amazing llama says, judging by Putin's and Kim Jong Un's press, I am intrigued. That they uh, might be the good guys. Uh, (laughs) Team Putin, what's your Kim Jong-un opinion?
2: Yeah, I'm listening.
0: No, I'm asking you because you're a big Xi fan. What about Kim? Oh, I
2: don't know. At this point, I'm open to, uh, I'll I'll hear it from any dictator. All
0: right. What what do you got, Kim?
2: Maybe North Korea isn't as bad as it's been made out to be. (laughs) Maybe it's a utopia in that country and we just have no idea
0: that's uh that'll be our next uh contrarian interview segment north korea what do
2: we know we know uh like the interview of of five people that have (sighs) supposedly escaped north korea and live in china now
0: yeah maybe they don't tell us because it's awesome and they don't want us to come in and ruin it with all our bullshit you know it's like i don't want the californians moving to montana maybe the north koreans have just figured it out maybe we act like it sucks
2: none of this tranny stuff (laughs) (laughs)
0: there are no trannies in north korea you know
2: hey that's not nothing all right and how do we know um, that people are starving
0: years ago there was an interview with uh Ahmadinejad the former leader of iran
2: yeah
0: and he claimed deadpan and i'm i mean, i do not mean deadpan as a comedic technique i mean dead serious without without any smirk that there are no gays in iran to this journalist and uh, i thought well maybe he might be he might be correct. I don't know. They they might've made,
2: we've killed all of them.
0: Maybe they, maybe they, <laughs> Michael Knowles genocided their way out of that. But, but the way he, he delivered the response, the implication was just gays don't exist naturally in Iran.
2: Uh, um, and, no, um, I mean, I'm sure there are a few, but that, that's something to be said that it's like so suppressed by the culture that it for all intents and purposes does not exist. That's uh, awesome. <laughs>
0: Ahmadinejad another another great dude big fan Listen, I may but Lincoln, have
2: over-corre- overcorrected here every
0: dictator is cool but fuck Lincoln he was the worst dictator of them all
2: <laughs> He was. I just want to be clear
0: yes. on the message of tonight's show
2: I'm a woman I don't have to be intellectually consistent <laughs> uh
0: addicted to drums uh, thanks for supporting the show okay uh I think we're all set any other uh any other notes or thoughts before we're out
2: here? <clears throat> it's been real check out my interview and my twitter which has been Reinstated as of last month. Blondes underscore tweets.
0: Yeah, if you want to see her go after Scott Weiner, I'm surprised he hasn't blocked you yet. I went to look at a Nina Jankowicz's tweets earlier today.
2: Are you I, blocked?
0: I remembered I'm blocked. Oh. I'm blocked by Janky Bitch herself. I'm not. So that's uh that's an honor now uh, yeah get on it you're gonna have to go harass her get, get a defamation suit
2: i'm gonna do it right now
0: thank you guys for your contributions to the show this evening uh, appreciate your super chats appreciate all your other chats your jokes uh and thanks for tuning in live if you're listening later on demand of course thank you for supporting the show as well if you'd like more to listen to we have more material on the podcast audio feeds check that out linked in the description and over on the website matt also If you liked our interview with RazorFist, check out Blonde's full interview linked in the description and RazorFist's video and channel linked in the description as well. We'll be back next Sunday, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd. It is not Meet the Press. It is The Matt and Blonde Show. Have a great night.